Hello and welcome to Abnormal Mapping, episode 149. I'm your host, and with me is my regular co-host, Jackson. Hello, it's me. It, it's video game time. That's so true. Never has it been a better time for gaming. How much do you remember of the story of Final Fantasy 16? That was a month ago? That was a month ago. That was last month. <laughs> More than I'd like, not yeah, to be fair. Yeah, that's true. To be fair, I did I did see a post on Reddit literally today. Uh there was it was just a list of the quest immediately after the Koopka stuff. Uh and all it does is list the amount of people you have to talk to before you can do anything again. Oh no. <laughs> it's like First talk to Otto, then talk to Vivian, then talk to Karen, Blackthorn, and Harbocrates, then talk to Otto again, then talk to Mid, who wants me to do busy work again, then talk to Blackthorn again, then talk to Blackthorn again. Then I have to uh, collect five patches of dust in the desert with Gav, brackets, who the hell takes Otto? It continues like this forever. Uh, I'm like, right, Final Fantasy 16, we did do that a month ago. Damn, podcasts, how time passes. Yeah. I mean, you played it like almost two months ago, that's the reason. Yes, I did get it done within like five days. Man, whew, that was a rough five days. Let me tell you, do not play Final Fantasy 16 like that or at all. Well, yeah, really. I was looking at Backlogged and I was like, I remember it taking me forever. But I started on June 22nd and finished on July 7th. And no, that was not. That was very fast. Actually. That's pretty fast for you. Yeah. Especially for how long that game. Well, to be fair, you didn't run past literally every single enemy in the overworld after you realized you could. Yeah. Why would I fight them? Uh, I just got my chocobo and beeline to the next thing. And if I couldn't, normally I just fast travel as as much as possible. That's so true. So wise. Yeah, that's me. Wise. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed the Marvel of episode, which was uh, earlier this month. Um, I thought it was great. If you haven't checked that out, Olivia came through and we talked about Marvel of all three games. So yeah. Marvel of gaming. Um, I've got a, I've got eight games, Jackson, before we get to our game club. All right, I don't have eight. I've got a couple. I can break up your flow a little, I guess, rather than you going on for forty-five minutes. So let's just start with your first few here. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna group both shmups together first. Um, I played Death Smiles, the 2007 cave horizontal shooter. Oh, nice. Uh, which uh, I got on my got on Xbox. It's backwards compatible. I bought it in the sale. Death Smiles one and two because I remember back in the day it was like, oh, you can't get RPGs on this thing. But they put out Death Smiles, and I was like, I should get Death Smiles, uh, but I never did. And then it was on sale for cheap on XBLA or whatever. It's not X. It's not called XBLA anymore. <laughs> what am I doing? I'm so old. Uh, take me to the home immediately. Um, yeah, but, well, you're uh, like someone who's still calling them O levels, like ridiculous. I don't know what that means. Don't worry. British thing. You'll be fine. Okay. Um, and so I played the first Death Smiles. Um, that is a very generous game if you want to play it very casually, which I do. Um, in that there's like five girls and they're all like isekai into a magical world. And uh, they all are like witches. And the, so you're flying around with like a familiar and you're just firing magical beams, uh, fighting weird monsters. Um and there's like a story with like story scenarios around levels, but there's only like eight levels and they're the same levels you go through. Um, and I played it on like easy and then I bumped it up to medium was doing okay. I was not getting like one credit clears or anything, but I was doing okay. Cause it lets you just continue. Um, and uh, it's pretty good. That is, that is a fun game with like really neat enemy design. Um, mm -hmm. And I think the, as far as like cave shooters, go, I mean, here's the thing is like cave has like a reputation for like, bullet hell games but i feel like as far as those kind of developers go they have some of the most approachable ones of those um 
I've always felt like, oh, if I just want like a casual time, I can load up a cave game and dodge a bunch of bullets and have a good time. Yeah. Um, and then I also played Prehistoric Isle 2, which was a recommendation of uh, Amr, a uh, friend of the show, uh, which is an SNK. It was a Neo Geo game um, about uh, about dinosaurs invading the Earth. I guess, and you are in a helicopter and trying to shoot all of the dinosaurs. And uh, you know, this game has to be looked at because it's got the very like, whoa, yeah, it's got very like every like dinosaur is like pre rendered. They look like claymation. I don't think they are. I think they're just CG. Um, but they just have this like awful pre rendered aesthetic. But it all kind of coheres into something that's really charming. Um, and there's a lot of like rescuing humans, kind of like Defender. Um, mm -hmm. And so your helicopter, like you'll find humans and you rescue them and they'll dangle from the bottom of your helicopter. But like when your helicopter gets too low, the humans just kind of run on the ground, trailing behind you, holding onto the safety rope, which is very cool. Um, and it is a fun, chill game also uh, that goes from like the city being invaded by dinosaurs to the crater the dinosaurs came out of uh, and everything in between. And it, it's like, you know, I just kind of plowed through that really quick. Um, but it was good. This seems ridiculous. I'm looking at these yeah. screenshots and I'm like, this aesthetic is absolutely crazy. It is. It, that is true. That's correct. <laughs> so what do you got? Uh, I've only played a couple things, um, but I'll, uh, I'll, you know, go through what I've got. Uh, I played, so, um, this isn't really in order, but, uh, I played Bomb Rush Cyberfunk when it came out. Yeah. Long you anticipated. That? You haven't finished that, right? No, no, no. Absolutely haven't finished it. Absolutely haven't finished it. Uh, uh, but I did play a bit of it, and it was one of my most anticipated games um, in years, right? Being Jet Set Radio Future fan, uh, being excited for it forever, um, and I played it for about three hours, and I really bounced off it, and I feel weird because I'm like, I don't know how to criticize that, right? Like, I haven't, I haven't finished it. Uh, more importantly, uh, I haven't played Jet Set Radio Future in a decade because it doesn't fucking run anything. Uh, I've been waiting to get my new computer to emulate the Xbox to play it. Um it's one of the most inaccessible games. And so I'm in this spot where I'm like, I really like Jets of Radio Future. Um, and I think a lot of the design decisions that Bomb, Runks, Bomb Rush Cyberpunk makes uh, push it away from the things I like about that game. Um, but how much can I authoritatively say that when I'm going off memories that old, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's a thing that like frustrates me with a lot of, um, you know, when everyone had to talk about what, how Final Fantasy VII Remake compared to Final Fantasy VII, they did not go back and play Final Fantasy VII because... Uh, the people talking about them are most of the people who are paid to play video games. Uh, and that's a terrible industry, right? Like no one, I was only afforded the time to go back and play all the FF7 games because uh, I, I am otherwise unemployed, right? Like I, you can't fit that into a professional schedule of criticism. Uh, this is one of the reasons that game criticism is in a bad spot. It's only got worse as everyone's been fucking fired in the last 15 months. Yes. Um, that is all to say that I don't really know what to say, but other than I kind of bounced off it, uh, I guess I'll try a bit more later. Uh, my, the thing that I do find frustrating, I don't like the graffiti. Um, they brought back from Jesse Radio original the uh, like mini graffiti, like quick time event mini game. Uh, it's not the exact same; it's a, it's a different one, but it is the same basic thing. Um, and I just think it takes you out of the flow of uh, you know moving through the space and doing graffiti. Uh, one of the most satisfying things to do in future was to like hit at the right. There was like a move you could do to like sl do a slow slide. Uh, in the middle of a combo and you could hit that at the right time 
uh, and hold the right trigger and you would like go across all five spots and hit the entire tag at the time if you were too fast you'd only hit a couple if you were too slow you still lower your combo uh and it was i remember this being very satisfying and this uh the graffiti feels very separate to the world like i'm either in the graffiti minigame or i'm uh, doing combos and they don't like cohere into the like platformer uh side of it that i was expecting and the early game level designs are very open and um I just, I just going up to spots and hitting the graffiti, and or I'm finding a couple lines and doing uh, uh, combos. I don't feel like I'm like exploring these loops and hit, hit, it just I don't know. It just hasn't hit, and I have to go back to the original to find out whether that's just like the inspiration was worse all along, and I never liked Jets of Radio Future, which would be really sad, uh, or if this is just like just not hitting for me. Uh, so I don't know. I can't tell more precisely than that little wishy washy uh, segment here. Uh, but it was a bummer. Uh, the music's not as good as it used to be. That's so true. Uh, I feel like it's not... Luckily, it's not the exact same. They've not tried to exactly copy it, but I do think the genres they've moved into, um, which is much more like... Not to be mean, but uh, YouTube video essay chill hop uh, okay, type stuff. Sure. It, like, leans in that direction rather than the, like, upbeat... Like, you could take... You could... If you also want to, like, follow the modern, like lineage of this kind of music you could go to like more hyper pop type stuff which would be the area i'd go because i am uh, up energy i want hooks um and they went the other way which is fine it's not like a bad center by any means but it's not like really capturing me the one fantastic song is the like first song they released for the first trailer hmm. uh and the, the, you know so but it's, it's not like it's not like bad bad uh, oh but the one thing that is bad bad is there's a story and it's bad that's the one uh, that's the one thing i all know is that i'm like there's too much story and it's kind of bad what's going on here why is there so much story in this game um but yeah kind of a bummer uh but it feels bad to say that because i'm like you know it's not like awful i'm glad it exists i guess i'll probably go back to it and finish it one day um it didn't quite capture me um i also played thronefall uh, which is a minimalist real-time strategy game that is um, functionally like a little tower defense thing. It looks very cute. Uh, it has like an extreme... What? I've never even heard of this. Yeah, it came out earlier this month. It was uh, it's like an early access uh, tower defense real-time strategy game um, that I had a mostly okay time with. It's very simple right now. Um, I feel like... It's sim- maybe simplified a little too much where it's basically just a tower defense clicker on some level. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a little limited. There are, you can only go to 15 turns, so it's not like infinite growth. Uh, and there's uh, definitely some like choice to be had in there about how like how you're going to strategize going through uh, the various like little puzzles. Uh, I had a good time, but I didn't have like a, you know, I played it for about two and a half hours and I felt very satisfied with what is currently in the early access build. So I, that was like a very nice, sometimes you just need a small game that's good, at, like that looks fun uh, and isn't like super deep and is a cute game you play for a while. And that's what Thronefall was. So I, I had a good time with that one. All right. Uh, do you have more or because I wanted to interrupt, I wanted to trade no, back No, you, you, you can now. I've only got a couple more. Okay, so I play. Uh, I got a new PC. Uh, I talked with this on VoIP Life. You can check that out, patreon.com slash mapping a little bit. But um, I decided the thing I was going to do with my new PC is uh, finally load up Yuzu and play Bowser's Fury. <laughs> that um, was this month? That was this month. Uh, <laughs> uh, which is the 2021 expansion to uh, Super Mario 3D World when it got re-released on the Switch. Um, I had never played it because I wasn't going to rebuy 3D World, a game I mostly don't like. Uh, Bowser's Fury is incredible. It's like five hours long. It's like an open world Mario. Um, 
where you you swim around these islands on the big dinosaur. Um, I don't remember the name of the dinosaur, the one from modern Mario, not old uh, Mario uh, dinosaur, because they they've 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 replaced the dinosaur at some point. And I was like, okay, I mean, you can do that, but well, Yoshi's um, Yoshi. You can't. It's a different thing. Not no. I mean, like you know, there's the Nintendo sixty four like Nessie, and they replaced that with the big orange Barney the dinosaur looking motherfucker in in like Galaxy. I think Galaxy did that. Uh, this is this is way too like this, this is way too esoteric Mario lost the idea that I would remember which Mario <laughs> dinosaur is from which game is crazy what are you talking sorry Plessy. sorry I care I care way too much about uh yeah I care way too much about Mario anyway um and so this open world um and then the islands you come across are just kind of dotted around the landscape like they're basically like galaxy levels in size um but they're all together and you just kind of run from one to the other when you start when you go into like the island zone it pops up with like uh here's the here's the star you have the shine you haven't gotten yet and so you're like okay i'm gonna do this shine basically like it auto configures to the next shine you haven't gotten yet because the level slightly changed based on what shine you need um kind of like mario 64 does but there's no discrete menu to choose them it just kind of gives you the one you haven't done yet um which I think is like really interesting. And then uh, Bowser's a big kaiju that every like five, I don't know how long, it felt like for every five minutes, but probably like 10 minutes, he would appear and then you would have to get a shine to power up a lighthouse to drive him off. Or if you would hit certain thresholds, you could get a giant cat bell upgrade that makes you into giant cat Mario and then fight him, um, which would unlock more of the map because the map originally is covered in goo and slowly like, peels back the levels you know mario game um there's like a there's like a little over a dozen levels and it's all really tight and there's like five shines per world and so you're not there's no like get 100 coins on every every island to get a shine uh they really pare down the like bullshit collecting shines um and when there are some, it's like a really tight platforming challenge. Like each each island has like a get all of the blue coins, but the blue coins are on a timer and they're all like in a like a line that like makes you do a specific platforming challenge in the world that just feels really smart. Um and I just really liked it. Um I wish it had not the 3D world moveset. Um, because I don't think that's like a, a Mario moveset I really love. I wish it had like Sunshine's moveset, but um it's a good game. I was really surprised because I have not, I did not like 3D World. I didn't really like Odyssey. Um, and I think this one's just really smartly put together. I would like them to release a new 3D Mario, which seemingly is not even in the cards anytime soon. So it'll be next year. It'll be next year with the new console. They will release a new Mario game. I think they're going to re release Wonder for the new console. I, I think there'll be a new 3D Mario game next year on the new console. I think you are uh, oh, highly over uh, over predicting how much Nintendo likes making Mario games. It is a new console. There will be a new fucking Mario game on it. Nah, nah. Super um, Luigi Wonder. Well, you know, Luigi's got to sound different now, so. Um, and then I used uh, this new computer after I was done emulating Switch games to play Duke Nukem 3D. You've done so much gaming this month. You did play Duke Nukem 3D. How was that after? Also, hey, all I know about Duke Nukem 3D uh, is uh, build engine, LA level, piss, strippers, uh, interacting with toilets. Um, yeah, I assume all that's, that's the first, all that's the first the level. Game. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. You do all that stuff. Um, so this is a 3D Realms game from 1996 um, about a bunch of weird aliens that invade Earth and Duke Nukem's uh, a quippy guy who's going to uh, defeat them. He's kind of in a Evil Dead Ash Williams mode. But like way more macho part of the appeal of evil dead is that ash williams is a coward weenie 
um, until he gets Army of Darkness, I guess. But I mean, even then, he's a coward weenie. But um, this is way more bought in. Hey, video games take a thing that's kind of funny and like strip it of all nuance and make it stupid is uh, eternal <laughs> all the time. <laughs> um, but the thing that, that I was surprised by is Duke Nukem 3D is mostly a game about like really interesting, like key door and key level design and not really about Duke Nukem as a quip machine. Um, it has like three, uh, I, I got the atomic edition, which has four episodes. But I only played the original three. I wasn't interested in the, the one they made afterwards. And I know there's a fifth one that just came out with that big anniversary edition, um, a couple years ago. Um, but I didn't play that version. Um, and much like Doom, I think episode two is like the sweet spot in terms of like level design. That one's mostly taking place on alien ships and uh, human like space stations around Earth as the aliens like you're trying to take the fight to the aliens and destroy all of their fleet. And so there's a lot of like teleporting and taking transports between ships mm -hmm. and uh, engaging with a bunch of computers and stuff. And in really have... silly, like, what were you going to say? Does it have the same Doom progression where uh, Area 1 is on Earth, Area 2 is like a combination, and Area 3 is not hell, but I assume the alien homeworld area, or whatever? Actually, Area 3 is back on Earth, and it's like okay. a different, slightly different Earth, and it's a little more fucked up. And it's So here's the thing with Duke Nukem, is Duke Nukem has platforming, uh, which I've played like one of these, i played Dark Forces. Dark Forces is getting a, a re-release. If When that comes out, people need to play Dark Forces. You haven't played Dark Forces. One of the coolest games I've ever played. Um, Tell them to me. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Um, <laughs> but um, it has a lot of platforming. And I think that when you get to the third act, it's just too demanding of platforming in the middle of a bunch of pain-in-the-ass enemies. Um, and it's just not as fun. Um, most of the third act, I just ended up turning on God mode and kind of just playing through it. I was not feeling it. I'll be honest with you. Um, that's part of the fun of touristing is you can kind of do whatever you want. Um but I thought Act 2 was in the sweet spot. It's just got really good level design. And Duke is just not as quippy as I thought he was. The way that, like, people think about him is so informed by that first level where he has something to say about fucking everything. And then that just kind of immediately goes away because they don't have the budget to make that sort of stuff. Um I think the game has like kind of bad enemy and weapon design. I think the, I think that game has a cool shotgun and a great rocket launcher. And then they, there's like six other gimmick weapons that I just never wanted to use. Cause even though they're powerful, they're kind of pains in the ass. There's like a freeze gun and a shrink the enemy weapon. And I'm like, all oh, this stuff sucks. <laughs> Get out of here. I mean, this sounds just like, um, the classic, I feel like this is like a classic binary with a lot of like, uh, you know nintendo sega type stuff like nintendo is perfect right to the point of annoyance mm -hmm. uh, in the same way that doom is a perfectly designed video game every element affects every other element you can look at it platonically step back and admire it's like precision um mm. whereas the, the game we're describing the 3d worlds making is like this just like weird cool thing that's like throwing a bunch of ideas that don't necessarily cohere but is like expressing things in much more interesting directions mm -hmm. um yeah and I, I genuinely like, think the yeah. level design is really good in that game. It's just, mm -hmm. it's it's coherent. It being like 3D with like, you know, it's an era where you can do rooms stacked on top of each other. You can make things that appear like real life and then set levels in them. And that, that, I think that stuff all really works. Um, the one thing I will say that was interesting, because I remember when Duke Nukem Forever came out, there was so much talk about how like, oh, this game got really vile about women, right? It's like, oh, you, there's just these, like, captured women who were being impregnated by the aliens, and you've got to, like, put them out of their misery. That's all in Duke 3D. <laughs> um, yeah, doesn't, That shit's been in Duke me. 3D the entire time. <laughs> I don't think anyone said it wasn't, did they? Okay, I just feel like there was a lot of, like, 
and I'm mostly talking about Jeff Gerstmann here. Let's be real. I'll be really specific about the person I know in the world who cared about Duke Nukem forever and played through it and talked about it at length. And that's Jeff Gerstmann. But Jeff Gerstmann talked a lot about like, man, this game's just like really nasty about how it treats women. And I'm like, Duke 3D literally throughout the entire game just has uh sexy ladies in weird goop prisons that you have to kill surrounded by all the eggs they've like laid when they've been impregnated by the aliens it fucking sucks uh it's uh, just like really like nasty i guess i don't remember the specifics but i I always thought it was more like this doesn't work in a modern setting and not like they made it yeah, i just don't think it works and i think it's like in really poor taste in 96 also yes i mean this is true of a lot of these shooters right like you look back at like shadow everyone, warrior yeah, everyone everyone references the first level with like the strippers and the shake it baby as he throws her dollars or whatever um and that stuff's all there and like whatever it's like crass but i think there's a, a categorical difference between that and like the breeding prisoners of the alien invaders yes um which is just nah. goes beyond into into poor taste, and then you know you go around and you kill them because they're surrounded by eggs that you don't want to hatch. So you blow, and usually there there's an explosive barrel right next to them, and you want to shoot the barrel to blow up the eggs, and then the woman also. This is and such no, a fucking nineties nerd thing. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but uh, I you know I mostly enjoyed the video game for what it was. I don't think it like hits the highs of uh, my favorite shooters of the nineties, which are like Turok and Doom. But I think it's better than Doom 2, which I wasn't expecting to say going into it. I was kind of expecting this was going to be a full-on, like, I'm just doing this to see what's, what it is kind of thing. And uh, I mostly really enjoyed it. Context for the audience. M does not like Doom 2. Yeah, I don't I don't like Doom. I think Doom is perfect. I think Doom 2 has way too many <laughs> teleporter puzzles that are pains in the ass. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's not as good as Doom 1. Yeah. Um, that game's too mazy. Duke Nukem 3D is mostly not mazy, even though it has like really elaborate 3D levels. Um, it saves the mazes till the very end, and even then, they're like not that bad. Um, but uh, you want to go before I finish off my games? Uh, look, I don't really have anything else. Like, you know, I can't really talk about like, oh, I played a few hours of Hollow Cure, right? Like, whatever, no one cares. <laughs> I also played a bunch of Hollow Cure. That's on my next wave of video games. I thought it was, um, I. I've played Hollow Cure and I also played um, Halls of Torment, which is another, which is like a Diablo inspired uh-huh. uh, post. Um, you know, everyone's taking vampire survivors into whatever genres they can. Yeah, uh, and I do find it interesting that every every vampire survivor's uh, attempt to do something else is like, we just want to put a little more game in here. We want a little, little more game in here. <laughs> um, Hollow like, Cure has a lot of game in there. <laughs> yeah, like the Halls of Torment has. Um, a, a bit more like gear synergy and thinking about attacks and stuff and uh hollow knight is like every attack has like an arc and you're planning around like f- not frame dead or anything but you, you're positioning right you're positioning and you're aiming and it's more of a twin yes. stick shooter um which is not true of vampire survivors you just you know, only movement holo um, is weird because like holo is so much about having 40 characters Yes. Um, so there are characters that just you don't aiming is not a function of that character what they do um fauna just has like a radius leaf that shoots out um don't have to aim for shit if you play as fauna um but if you play as like corona she's got like a single straight punch and you better fucking be aiming at a guy um uh, i feel yes. like holocura leans way more into each character has a specific build that is good for that character also each character has a lot of unique abilities that are only for that character right it's way more about the like learning the meta of how a how to build that character if you want to play as that character yeah um yeah i found it interesting because i know there's a tension with vampire survivors and these games are just like on some level these are games being made to just 
like inject dopamine into people's brains you just level up numbers go up simulators mm-hmm. um uh just an endless treadmill and they received like you know found by survivors famously made by someone who was making uh casino games mm-hmm. um who then broke out to make this real thing uh and i think there's an interesting tension there um but i do generally i'm generally sympathetic to them because they're all f- either free or cheap they're all trying to do that without like monetizing the rots i guess yeah. uh uh like so i i, I generally like find that interesting and, and worthwhile to exist but i do i do <laughs> it is interesting that like all the every one that isn't vampire survivors has been adding on more mechanics uh and at some point there's just going to be too many mechanics and then you're just making a normal video game again well holocure has a whole like stardew valley life sim in the yes. other menu option which is like you know you're fishing and you're growing crops and you're cooking food and you're like getting passive income from like helpers that just kind of you you level up to all decorate a house that costs a ton of money to buy furniture for <laughs> You have to be really inventive when designing these games to come up with like the mechanical and just like money sink because essentially you're doing a similar thing repeatedly to get new stuff. Yeah, um, but I think Holokia is really smart in how broad the kind of unlocks are. It's not just a linear progression of upgrades like Vampire Survivors was at least at the start. I know it's got a little broader as it's um you know become the biggest thing in the world, uh, and they've added more like the stage they added had more level design and more interesting like stuff in the like bones of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just surprised at how like uh, broad and interesting Holokia was because I, I don't necessarily I'm VTuber adjacent and then the, my friends went stop going on about, about them and I've seen some clips but I don't really like care about the VTubers like you do yeah um, I care a lot about the VTubers <laughs> but I do think like pretty good at injecting like hey here's the girls you like with their personality and we're gonna like show that off in these references and the game and you unlock things I see why it's become such a big hit with uh, all of those fans yeah yeah um it's it's pretty good i put a lot of time into it i've kind of backed off because i got through like the big flurry of unlocking so now i'm just in like do i really want to slow grind stuff and Mm -hmm. eh, i don't know i also i'm in like hard mode stage two and it's fucking hard having a rough time getting my ass beat a lot (laughs) trying to clear that so the music also really good really good music in that game um yeah did you have anything else uh not really i played like an hour of armor core i'll be in the armor core minds of everyone else it yeah that'll be good. next that'll be next month you'll be talking about yeah. armor core probably more specifically um okay then i played i played venba um oh yes which is a short narrative like cooking game by visai games that came out this year um i think it's on game pass uh i bought it i, I didn't even notice it was on game pass i ended up buying it but uh you are um this indian woman who moves to canada with her husband um in the 80s and they have a kid and they're both like teachers but are having trouble getting hired um he might not be a teacher she's she's a teacher but she has a hard time getting hired by the school district in canada and mostly becomes a homemaker and uh your husband never can figure out a good job because no one wants to hire an indian guy and you raise this kid and you're like making recipes from your mother's old recipe book from home um but the kid is increasingly like i don't want to take weird smelling indian food to school the kids make fun of me uh as you're desperately trying to instill a sense of culture into him um and then it goes as, as that kid grows up and uh the family dynamic changes and it's it's really short it's like like a, a little over an hour i think for me um 
And when you do the cooking, it's like cooking mama style, like do simple actions to put together ingredients, but there's an array of Indian food. I wish there was more food or like a recipe mode with like more dishes when you finish the game. Um, but uh, I thought it was very sweet and bittersweet about just like feeling bad about sometimes families are just structures that inherently drive people apart and maybe you can fix it, but sometimes you can't kind of depends. Um, even within a family, some like, oh, this relationship was salvaged and this one really wasn't um, sort of stuff. It's really good. I liked yeah. it quite a bit. Oh, that's good. I've, I've had nothing but great things about that game. Yeah. Um, and then I played On Guard, which also just came out um, by Fireplace Games, which is a swashbuckling action game um, about sword fighting a bunch of... Uh, Men of the like mayor, like the mayor of the region. He has a name. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, but you're just uh so here's the thing. On guard is like the combat of like Batman, Arkham Asylum, or like mid-period Assassin's To me, I say mid-period Assassin's Creed, I mean the two games, even though that's not true anymore. <laughs> that's still early Assassin's Creed, but I think of Assassin's Creed one when I say that. Um but um that style of like a bunch of guys stand around you and they all do attacks and you're like parrying a uh, parryable attacks and you're dodging undodgeable attacks or unblockable attacks and um, trying to whittle guys down and hit their stagger bars and their life bars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but the game is more focused on like environmental interactions where you are like knock bouncing guys off walls and you can bounce off walls and you can leap over tables and you can throw things at guys and knock buckets on their heads and, knock them into pillars to fall over on top of them and knock them out and stuff like that. Um, as you go through like five levels, four levels, uh, they're each like about a half hour, a little over half hour long. Uh, very short game. Uh, I thought this game was neat, but like felt like one of, you know how it used to be like, you get like the like student demos of video games, like portal. You're like, Oh, this will be like a cool game someday. Yeah, um, like and it kind of feels for- like it's still trapped in like the scope of one of those and not like a full on video game. Mm hmm. I, I kept waiting for like, oh, is this going to really open up? And I feel like even though it has four levels, I by like mid-level three, I had seen everything the game had to do. Um, and then it just got really hard for no good reason. Um, I think the end of that game is like some hot bullshit because they introduce these enemies um, that you have to whittle down a new meter. Um, but that meter will auto refill if you miss like a parry or a dodge from them you have to perfect parry and dodge every attack they throw at you Ooh, um, this is a classic uh we don't know how to end our game we're gonna make yes. a really annoying enemy thing yes this is i mean we say you say like down back of the drock or whatever and like these these um games that are uh student games in exploring ideas that haven't necessarily been parsed but this isn't true this happens to every fucking video oh, game yeah, this is this is this is blue uncharted guys. blue dudes <laughs> Yeah, the biggest studios in the world cannot yeah. solve this problem. <laughs> and so I think I think the game is fun and I enjoyed it. There's a lot of like exploration challenges and combat challenges if you want to get more out of the game. But I think like the last like third of it is just some hot bullshit that I uh, was a little disappointed in, um, even mm-hmm. though overall I'm relatively positive on it. It's got cool platforming. I wish there was more platforming, which is a very obvious me thing to say and care about. Um, uh, that's so true. That is usually yeah. what you say. <laughs> Yeah, and there's some, but it's mostly just like traversing to the next battle arena. Um, but I think that when there is movement, it is very much like the flow state Assassin's Creed movement where you're like, I'm going to swing on this thing and then shimmy up this thing and then crawl over this thing and vault over another thing. And the flow looks good. It feels good. Now I, I wish there was more of it. Um, mm-hmm. 
Anyway, um, that is it for me. Other than uh, me and Dia finished Gabriel Knight 2. You um, did. The Beast Within, which you can check out at Dia's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash DLCna. That game is fucking incredible. Uh, please watch us play that if you have no interest in playing Gabriel Knight 2. Because Gabriel Knight 2 has to be experienced. It is a vital text in video games. <laughs> Um, and then we're playing Flower, Sun, and Rain, which we just started, so I don't have anything to say about it. Just letting you know, you should check out me and Dia playing Flower, Sun, and Rain. That'll be out pretty much every week. Sometimes schedule doesn't work out, but it should be most weeks. Yeah. Also, I'm playing Fantasy Tactics. If you want to support that, that is a $5 replacement for Blockbusters while the strike is going on at patreon.com slash normal mapping. That goes up every Sunday. Um, I'm still really early. I'm just, I just finished Dorder, uh, as of the last episode, um, which is like the first big difficulty wall in the game. Um, kicked its ass the second time. The first time was kind of a rough go. <laughs> yes. Uh, you're playing that and like, it, you're, you're playing every week and we're uploading every week, so you're getting feedback yes. between episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This has uh, helped me f- figure out how to play this video game that I've always been intimidated by. Uh, yeah, we are not the tactics gamers. Um, I'm always, like, on the verge of slightly becoming one, as, especially as my risk gets worse and, like, my I have to leave my action games behind more. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, that's it. So I guess we should get into our game club. Let's do it. Let's talk about Mega Man. <laughs> game club this month is Mega Man Legends the Capcom game from 1998 in North America 97 in Japan uh, for the PlayStation Uh, there's also a 64 version put out in the year 2000 named Mega Man 64 um, which I looked at but obviously did not touch Um, seems mostly the same game but worse a little worse (laughs) alright yeah can I just say the Rockman Dash Episode 1 Adventure Spirit of Steel is a much better name. It's so fucking cool. Uh, anyway, uh, this is a third-person action-adventure game, more in the style of... Uh, specifically, they were they were making it in the model of Tomb Raider, but it, it evokes Zelda a lot. Um, it kind of like is too alongside Zelda to be influenced by Zelda, but that's that's. I was like, man, they've kind of came to some of the same solutions that Ocarina of Time did in terms of making a video game. Um, but the grid-based movement and like the way jumps work, all Tomb Raider. Yeah, all Tomb Raider. Um, and uh, most notably, this is a Mega Man game with a ton of stories. So, Jackson, what happens in Mega Man Legends? Uh, so, Mega Man Legends um, is set play set set in like a alternate universe Mega Man uh, where uh, it's 
an indeterminate time in the future, I guess. It doesn't really, like, talk about it, but, like, the world's flooded. Uh, Post, post-apocalypse. Yes. Uh, there are only a few islands across the world where people live. Oh, uh, uh, Wind Waker. <laughs> yes. Um, and going between these islands are the diggers who go around trying to like excavate the ruins of the old world for to find the true treasure um and uh mega man and roll uh, are two of these diggers uh rolls the spotter uh mega man the digger uh and they end up crashing on this island um does the island have a name i forgot uh it does what is it do you keep going and i will uh, well, they, they crash on the islands uh and the story of the game begins as you're like here to try to figure out uh how to get off the island like rolls Catalogs. also kind of catalogs island catalogs island yes um and like rolls also like looking for her parents um this does not happen in the course of the game this, this is like the, in the opening cutscene and then the, the uh, final cutscene is we didn't actually find anything about your parents roll sorry man you found uh, a lot about mega man though found a lot about mega man yes as you go to this island uh and you start by trying to get off the island and the I would say about 75% of the game, the story is two things. It is uh, finding out the lives of the people on the island and integrating yourself more with them and finding out little stories about the people here uh, and helping them out uh, of the town as you, like, do some side quests. Uh, and the other thread is the Bonds, Trombon and uh, Teaselbon, um, who is... Uh, who are like the rival pirates also trying to get the Megalode uh, and they've got the serve bots, you know, the iconic Mega Man Legends characters. Yes. Um, and they're here messing up the city. Uh, Trombon's getting into the famous Sundaray stuff of Mega Man as Mega Man's just trying to be a nice boy and help everyone out uh, as you go back and forth with those two. Eventually you discover uh, the like, there's weird things under the island and we need these keys and we open these doors and what's going on here? Uh, as you get further and further under the island and figure out the mystery of why the island is like this, what's going on, and eventually you discover Mega Man Juno uh, under the main gate uh, that is an AI from the old world uh, that exists as a sort of protection protocol to uh, wipe out people if there becomes too many people because people are dangerous, implied that like that's why the world is fucked up. Um because people were all people, you know. Uh, he he does the classic anime plots, uh, and it's like it's time to end the people. Mega Man, you were uh, you were made to be uh, one of my units, but you've lost your memory. I'll I'll fix you, and we can all uh, restore protocol and fix the, the problems. And Mega Man is like, no, I, these are all my friends. I don't want to kill everyone. <laughs> I'm really confused. Why is anime happening to me? I thought I was in a slice of life show. Uh, beats Mega Man Juno. The day is saved. The the like control re re uh, like returns to Mega Man and the like human elimination protocol essentially is de deactivated uh, and then you get an incredible ending where you walk around the town saying goodbye to every single NPC. <laughs> um, every time a game does this, it's the best. <laughs> it, it's I don't know why every game just doesn't do this. It's like a cheat code yes. every time. Yeah, um, <laughs> as you just have this like melancholy goodbye to every little uh, NPC you've met. Especially this game does a really good job of like curtailing it just to like like two areas uh yes because it's like oh, am i gonna, do I gotta go to the other places like no you don't you just got these two zones talk to everyone and leave yeah and they like bring all the npcs out like the you know the policemen are all yes. up at the top and you talk to everyone and everyone's like referencing the side quest you did for them uh yeah. 
and then you talk to roll and you fly off and you go well we didn't learn anything about re- me did we roll um or you know megaman's like oh we didn't learn anything about you roll and then rolls like well did you learn anything about yourself and he's like don't worry about it <laughs> don't worry about it don't worry about it it's fine uh, uh you uh, forgot the most important part of this which is uh mega man trigger his evil feature dystopian guard self uh is entirely memory intact inside the brain of the monkey that saves your data named data and data's like hey someday i'll give you your memories back but you really don't want them right now <laughs> yes because you're mega man volnuts uh, yes but like Mega Man Trigger is what Juno calls you is your like identity in the uh whatever functions was being served uh with this weird uh Mega Man program to like preserve human life by uh yes. killing most of it. Yeah. Um and data has like a little function within that as like I'm keeping a memory around, but you got rid of it for a reason. Um which I didn't realise that Mega Man elected to do that. We'll see how that goes in the future, I guess. Uh, uh probably not, because famously they made two of these games and uh everyone's desperately wanting a third one, so I assume nothing actually resolves. <laughs> no one bought Mega Man Legends one. You telling me they didn't put a bunch of story in Mega Man Legends two? <laughs> no, I bet they didn't. It's fine. I mean, it's not like that. This is the. I'm not really invested in this side of the story. I'm here to yes. do side quests for. I'm here to find someone's pregnant wife who's gone off for a walk. Yeah. Uh, so, um, making a call here. We're just not going to talk about this in relation to the rest of Mega Man. We have a couple questions when we get to emails about it. But functionally, this is not a Mega Man game in the ways when I think about Mega Man, a franchise I like, matters. It's just not related to any of that. Uh, I want to have a little conversation about that. Sure, but like. We've yes. got questions that are like, how does how does this sit compared to like Mega Man Classic versus Mega Man X? And I'm like, they're not the same thing. <laughs> I think it's better than Mega Man. I think it's better. I think I think it's better. I think getting rid it's of Doctor Light, they just scratch, they just things. scratch different itches for me. I could never compare them. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, wh- why? Why? Why are you asking me to compare these two things? Just because they're I mean, called, Mega called Mega Man. This is just yes. an entirely different video game. It is called Mega Man, though. It does. I think I it does rely. I just on don't. I just of- don't feel it. I just think it's it's weird. And I don't want to do it, you know? I guess, but I, I do feel like it is, it means something different that, like, this Mega Man is, like, self determinant and not fighting evil robots at the behest of a human, like, commander. Sure. But when I think of the things I like about Mega Man, and I do, I do really like the story of Mega Man, to, yes. to be clear, but I like it in the framework for a tight action game that takes an hour that's about jumping and shooting guys in 2D levels. And, Obviously, the story of that does not hold up next to a Saturday morning cartoon video game that's like an adventure RPG, um, mm-hmm. nor should it, because if it had that many cutscenes, I'd hate Mega Man. <laughs> that's true. That, I mean, yes, I, that's true. It's, so they're just like apples and oranges, right? It's like, why? Wh- I can't compare them. And I just am not interested in like sitting here and being like, well, I like this part of Mega Man X, but then in Legends, this thing is more interesting. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, of course it is. It has way more story. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I mean, yes, I, I, I've only played the first X, but I, I'm not aesthetically that interested in X. I know it's yeah. the one that is... Uh, the, I know Mega Man X is the Mega Man that like gets the most appeal, and it has uh, X5, or whatever the PlayStation game that everyone's like, yeah. a big tragic Shonen game. Um, but but specifically, whatever. like my interest in the story of Mega Man is usually around, like, ah, uh, these like cutscenes at the end of these two Mega Men imply this thing about blues that like is interesting. <laughs> and that's... Legends is like just cutscenes of characters interacting. It's a, it is truly just doing a cartoon thing. It's different. Um, when I care about Mega Man story, I'm like, oh, the Archie comics did this really neat thing. And let's talk about that. Um, legends are just all on the screen. I can't compare them. It's ridiculous. Uh, fair enough. Um, I didn't didn't realize I I, I also just feel like, like 
when I talk about like Zelda games, I de- in my brain I separate 3D Zelda and 2D Zelda because they're just different. I feel the way about that way about like Mario in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. The gameplay is so different that my my the way I take in the media feels different to where I want to separate them when I talk about them. My favorite the things I like about 2D Mario and the things I like about 3D Mario kind of don't relate to each other that much. Yeah. Um and I think that's I think that's true with Legends as well. Mm, yes, now this is like barely connected to Mega Man. Yeah. Uh Aesthetically, like Wily's there, and Mega Man's there, and Roll is there, and that's basically it. Wily is a named character in this game. But <laughs> it's I would really not say funny Wily's when Wily here. shows up and he's just like the nice guy who runs the boat, and he looks like he looks like Buff Eggman. He doesn't even look like a Wily, <laughs> right? Uh, like he's here, and it's a little cute thing, but he's not like, oh, it's Doctor Wily. He's doing the evil shit, right? No one cares. Yeah, the thing, the thing, this game really drove home for me is how much Sonic Adventure whiffed it in comparison and i like so, sonic adventure <laughs> yeah so i was also thinking about sonic adventure a lot in this game so like i played this game i'm thinking about a, a few things i'm thinking about like uh sonic adventure uh but i'm also thinking about like yakuza right and like an entire game this this japanese games about walking through a city talking to everyone doing side quests yes a wide genre of games that i'm actually not that widely played in like not that uh you know, I haven't played Shenmue, but it's weird that this Mega Man game is clearly doing the same thing as Shenmue, right? It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I just, I just like it's, it's a mode I like and should probably seek out more of, because mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that struck me playing this was uh, when I was having criticisms of it, um, they would often be in the direction of things aren't necessarily super clear in this game. Uh, it's very easy to miss elements. It's very easy for things to feel extraneous, and then like. I follow these criticisms to the logical endpoints, and I don't know if that, like, fixing them makes the game better. Because then you get modern games where I have a quest log, right? Where I know where everyone is, where I I won't, like, there's a a robbery event, right? That if I didn't know I had to watch the TV, I would have just fucking missed. Because why would I be watching the TV? Why why on earth would I know that will be the flag to set a thing to happen in the game? Yes. Uh, But the world where there's an icon over the TV, um takes away the joy of i watched the tv and found out a thing was going on right like the 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 ways in which i am like these things don't necessarily cohere in this game i follow those criticisms to their logical conclusion and they get the things i don't like about modern games yes uh so i think Mega Man legends like sits in a really nice sweet spot of like damn old games they were better maybe there's like there's like a lot of things that feel like secrets even though the game's just not particularly wide right Mm -hmm. it's like really self-contained and it's pretty small and you can talk to everyone without it's not onerous to talk to every character in the video game um and thus you just kind of stumble across stuff that feels like little treats for you for your curiosity and exploration um and it just works it just like really hits home also um it just looks incredible. This game has such a beautiful, cartoony, like cell shaded style with these low poly character models and all the like the faces are animated entirely through like texture swaps because is the PlayStation you can't animate someone's face moving. So they just made like dozens of textures and just like rapidly switch between the textures to get facial animation. It looks so good. Um it it looks so good that it, at times it feels like you know when a modern game's pretending to be a PlayStation game, yes, you're like this yes. has this has technology beyond that. Uh, yes. but they just managed it at the time. Like it's it's kind of crazy how yeah. good it looks with the like cartoon. Because I think of like um, Metal Gear Solid is a year after this, right? Yeah, classic game. Everyone loves Metal Gear Solid. You can't see anyone's fucking face in Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> no. Snake yeah. doesn't react to things like with 
expressions but people have expressions yeah. in this game and the yeah. cutscenes will like play like a thing will happen and they'll go oh and like you know just comedy happens through people's reactions and like that's that's wild for a playstation game yeah like we talk a lot about that we really like the cartoony popeye models in Final Fantasy 7 but those only have pantomime there's no fate yes. like they have they barely have eye textures right they're just not expressive in the way that these characters get close-ups get a bunch of emotional states that vary they when they talk it is animated that they're talking teasel and tron uh just look great they're just great cartoony expressive characters yes yeah it, that stuff is just constantly really cool to me it's really funny because you go across you go up to the npcs and you're like oh you're just you're just clearly an npc you don't matter <laughs> just by the way they look just yes. like just like uh overalls guy three <laughs> i do i love i love uh i would say between 1997 and at latest 2006 era japanese npcs uh just the best these... just the best npcs in the world yeah you're yeah. not wrong like i guess like sonic 06 is the latest version i can think of i'm sure there's a couple early hd games that are also doing this yeah um, i mean i think of like yakuza npcs is like this also right yes um but even that like falls away at a point where as they become more and more realistic and uh like i haven't played the super newest games but they lose the dreamcast aesthetic at some point <laughs> yeah um and this is a no one here is combining uh luppy and luppy into luppy luppy uh but <laughs> it is that kind of vibe right you just talk to npcs and they say weird shit yeah there's a whole bit where you could just like name yourself as hippopotamus for a bit <laughs> Everyone this talks- game has a hidden hidden morality system about like I if did. you do bad things you'll, tr- you'll your your suit will slowly turn darker until it turns black and uh you'll get more money because you stole a thing and stuff like that uh, i did not do this i had i was always nice i gave roll all the good items that made her happy stuff like that <laughs> yeah i was also just being nice but i do I, I did look up and see that that was a thing in there and then you find out about the dog you can only kick in the japanese version yes <laughs> which doesn't technically affect that meter but is really funny yeah um, it's just a game full of loads of interesting like bespoke things you can do yes yeah absolutely and it's early on like there's the infamous like can that you can kick in the the first hallway of town where like the bazaar is and if you kick it into the trash can you get 2000 zenny and mm-hmm. um it's like right it's like obvious that it's there and it's like interactable in this way and everything in the game feels like that it's like oh here's here's a thing that could only should only exist if i can interact with it and thus you can and it, it will do something for you um and all of that is colorful and bright and really appealing like the first time i played the game i was just going down that main street going into every store and like looking around at all the cool low poly store items i'm like this is the most aesthetic game in the world yeah and so this game is like it's not a simulation game. It's not simulating anything, no. but it, it has a... Nothing is fake. The world is real. And I'm so used to abstraction in yeah. how video games portray world, because like, once you get above this level of fidelity, you have to be abstracting. But there's mm-hmm. no like fake storefronts in this game, because everything is a texture. But then if, if you click on a door, you go in the house, right? Well, the, the little next room is the downtown area where there's like three rooms you can go into in a whole like grid of buildings. But yes yeah like there are locked doors i'm not saying like every single uh building is enterable but i'm like that when you go into that first area and every single one of those little stores is something you can go in half of them have nothing in there but just more npcs to talk to in a little environment it just feels real i guess yeah. in a way i'm not expect. like for example the hospital yeah and they only made two rooms um, yes they haven't made an entire hospital uh it's not like a modern game might have like more environmental detail but the the reality part of it 
is that you can't go into the back door without talking to the reception first. And um, having a having a person you you are here to visit. Like right, if you because yeah. if you go in there and you don't know there's a little girl who wants to see you on like floor three, she won't even let you pass that door. <laughs> I don't know why I got to this moment and I tried to go in the door to see the girl and I couldn't see her without talk, checking in first. And yeah. I was like, it just clicked something in me. I was like, oh right, this is that's this is the that if I had to like identify this entire game's ethos in one interaction, it would be that. Like it, it just has a commitment to its like cartoony world, making it like logical in a way yeah. that really uh, took me off guard. And yeah, I wasn't expecting this game to just be the like progenitor to um, Shemu and Yakuza and all those things, but it's clearly in that mix. And I know there's a lot of other games doing this. It's like it's a common genre at the time in Japan because I don't know, like Sonic uh, Adventure comes out of this as well. Yeah, and I assume these all come out of, like, the lifestyle sim that emerges from adventure games, right? Yes. Um, and I'm like, damn, i got to play more. And I, I bet there's a ton of untranslated ones of these. Oh, absolutely. Really ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, my um, summer vacation, the game we've always put on a pedestal is this to the extreme, right? The, yes. The, they I, turn this into the whole fulcrum of the game. The game is, yes, my summer vacation is just going up to talking to people to do things, to talk to more people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Man, once that translation's finished, I've got to go play it. <laughs> yes, we we might we might make that an episode because I want to play it. I need an excuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but it was um, it was just delightful because like yeah. there is I mean there is also a video game attached to this like a traditional like an RPG right? Yes, but also like a, that RPG is expressed through like a a dungeon delving exploration game, right? Yes. <laughs> Which I immediately I was like, oh, when when we get when they first go into the dungeons, I'm like, this room, this is like a clearer adaptation of 2D Zelda, like original Legend of Zelda into 3D than Ocarina of Time is to me. Uh, yeah, because it's like big square rooms, big yes. big uh, uh, treasure boxes, right? Yeah, and like little individual puzzles between rooms to take you into the next room. And there's always a tension of like, am I going too far? Am I going to lose health? Which yeah. is not a thing I. Like, Ocarina of Time, I'm moving between puzzles, basically. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm delving further into a dungeon, whereas this, that's what you're doing the entire time. Yeah. Yeah, Ocarina of Time was so wrapped around the narrative of the dungeon puzzle with the small spoke puzzles that feed into it, right? Um, yes. That it just, it loses this one thing, which is like, you're going down into a cave, and the deeper you go, the harder it'll get, and it is the tension mounts on, are you going too far that you're going to strain yourself? Like, the classic RPG thing. Um but expressed through like a, a jumping shooting game. Uh, I mean, this is still, I would still describe yes. this as an RPG because, yeah. like, even though you don't get levels, you get like Zenny leads to upgrades, which leads to uh, better weapons. Like, the, I would say your ability to like deal with the obstacles in this game is mostly powered by like the numbers that you've increased yes. through the ex- yes. exploration. So I would just describe this as straight up an, uh, an RPG. Yeah. When I went all in on just tossing mines, and then whenever there's a tr- problem, I would just toss, chuck mines like there's no tomorrow. That's the secret. <laughs> I was tossing so many of those mines before I got some of the uh, later weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm using the vacuum all the time. Uh, uh, did you have the thing where once you unlock the rocket skates, you're like, how the fuck do I use these? I, I never got them to work. Cause oh, the, the, okay. They said, like, use them in town and you might so, crash into cars. So the way it works is you 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 have to not be moving and then you have to hold circle. And then Mega Man will, like tur- like, in a second go into, like, a charge state and then you can use them to move around 
For fu- I was moving and holding circle, and he would walk yes. slowly every time. Yes, I, was like, I had how to do look I- up how this happened, and this was very common in the Discord when people were like, "How the fuck do these things work?" I never got into. I was just using it, and I was. I guess I'm running. I guess I'm never using the fast run in this game. Oh, that's a shame because they are way faster. They're very cool. Because you you must have not done the race uh, stuff in the TV station then. No, I did like a couple of the TV mini games, but I didn't do that okay. much because I ended up getting um my gems from the uh uh you know one of the rooms with the vacuum and thing. Yeah, one of, one of the, because the TV station is a bunch of like, they show up like, oh, you're here for the game show, right? We're missing our contestant. Please hurry up. And like, uh, yes, I'm here for the game show. <laughs> and uh, so there's a variety of different games you can do. And one of them, once you get the rocket skates, is like a racing mini game where you have to like slalom yes. between cones. Uh, yes, I did the earlier ones. I, I did the TV. I didn't go back to the TV station in the later hour of the game. Oh, okay. Um, I did like. I did a few of this. I didn't do like the museum thing, but I did the like narrative side quests. Mm. Like I, yeah, I know. ended up not getting everything in the museum because towards the end I was, um, I was, I was just in that period where you get to the, towards the end of the game. Like I want to wrap this up. Like I could go hunt down all these things, but I want to see how this, this ends. I do like, I do feel like the balance of the world exploration is a little off. Uh, is maybe the wrong word, but like you get that drill too late. Uh, you get that drill way too late. I thought I was going to be able to break down those walls. I yes. upgraded the fucking, uh, super grenade that says in its description can break walls and it turns out it can break one wall yes i had this exact same thing and i spent so much money on that thing i spent so much money to break the walls and then i would upgrade it and then i'd go down to the one wall like right outside of town and be like okay i can blow this open now right no no you cannot fuck you and then by the time i could like by the time i finally had the drill i literally only had the final boss to do i'm like well i'll just beat the final boss and i did yeah, right like yeah, i didn't need yeah, to go yeah i have back this exact same arc yes yeah. which is a shame because I, I think the parts of the game like when you get the um the other big uh you know um mechanic completely changes your exploration thing when you get the jump right you can find yeah, jump, high up, jump yeah uh like levels in the um in the caves uh, I think exploring and pushing further into the caves and seeing more rooms to get more treasures is great. I do. I think like base loop of treasure exploration in this game is fantastic. Especially when you start stumbling across like, oh, these are all interconnected. This is one dungeon. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's so cool when you like realize yeah. you come out of like one area and go to the next one. And my, yeah. my one issue was like I can't get the entire map. I can only get the map for the one tiny area I'm in at the time. Yes. Yeah. Um, but the like interconnected map and the way it like connects through the powers you get, it's like the lightest metroidvania possible but it has yeah, yeah. i mean it really it really it's interesting because like this is the period of like there isn't going to be a metroid for six years right like we're in the part where metroid doesn't exist and like they made one and it's like a little simplified but like all the pieces are here yeah i mean like yes just action adventure games on some yeah. level yeah um, yeah but specifically because Mega Man's a character that explores strange places that are revealed to be interconnected, trying to find upgrades, operate mysterious machinery, and fights enemies like jumping and shooting. It it really evokes if you if this was reskinned as a Metroid game, I think it'd be worse. But I could see this be like what the N64 version of Metroid looked like. Right? You could this could absolutely just be 3D Metroid. Like the yeah. way in which the um uh Buster works, because like Mega Man and Samus basically have the same weapon anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, like they, they, you could make basically exactly. Samus doesn't like hang out with characters in the way that Mega Man does. Yeah. Um. So you couldn't do the like broad, uh, charming video game structure that this has. Yeah. No, but, it'd just be the dungeons. It'd be worse for it. I'm just. I'm not saying it'd be like a better game than Mega Man Legends. It's just. Uh, I see it here, right? Yeah. And on some level, I'm like, man, they should. They should. Someone should make a Metroid game inspired by this. Not exactly, but like, I love Metroid Prime. I think it like becoming the 3D Metroid style is not like 
You could great take that in other directions, right? Yeah, yeah. Experiment um, a little. And I know they did. I know I could play other M. No one likes that one. Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's weird because I, I never played this game uh, at the time. I feel like that I should have prefaced this because someone who played a lot of PlayStation games and I've has always been on my to do list. And playing this, I'm like, I see why people are fucking weird about Mega Man Legends, because it's just here and good. A lot of things I like about this game, um, the game I put all this energy into is Brave Friends to Musashi, the Square, like, Kirby game, which is a 3D action RPG about a guy who can steal powers with his, like, magical sword. Um, mm-hmm. But has similar, like, cartoony characters and voiced cutscenes and a Saturday morning cartoon vibe. In a lot of ways, it is weirdly very similar. It's a longer game and not, I don't think it's good, I'll be honest, but, um, uh, kind of does the same stuff. And if I had played this, I'd be, this has been one of my favorite games if I'd played it in like the 90s. I still really love it. Don't get me wrong, but like, I would have been a weirdo also like obsessed with Mega Man Legends. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I completely, I completely get it. Cause I look at like the reception to this game and it, it didn't actually do as well as I thought. Uh, no, it was, it was a not- notable, like not a huge success. And it gets talked about, I guess, in the same way that people talk about, like, Sonic Adventure and, like, oh, what a weird transition to 3D. And I get it, because, like, I was fighting the boss fights, and some of them are fucking terrible. Uh, Like, when you're playing the action game Mega Man part, it can be really annoying to fight that big yellow guy. Um, Especially when I was playing it wrong because I didn't realize how generous the auto-aim was when you weren't holding the right... Every enemy until that big yellow boss, I whenever I needed to like do auto aim, I was planting my feet uh, and holding the right trigger to aim because I thought that, that was that was how the tutorial phrased it. I thought that was how you played the game, um, and so I was making it like it was just annoying and kind of controlled badly. Like I do think some of the like there is early three D jank there, but uh, seeing some of the um, talk about it, uh, it's not everything, but they're just like it was on the screw attack uh, fourth place on top ten worst two D to three D games, which I feel was a little. i don't understand this i think this is like truly unhinged i'm like Like, is this because is this because it's a cartoony game and everyone's really invested in games being serious now is that why this happened um let's take a look i'm taking a look at the like like, is like next generation gave it three out of five and said first impressions can be killer but the game just doesn't possess the most outstanding graphics or mechanics to hook the merely curious like what are you talking about it's got some of the best graphics on the PlayStation, like straight up. Yeah. I don't understand. Like it's so bright and colorful and everyone animates so well. I'm like, are you out of your mind? Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Um, it's just such a delightful game. I don't know. Yeah. Like I do, like I understand some of the complaints cause I was also annoyed playing it, but like looking at it holistically and feeling like what an experience this was. Uh, some of the reactions to this is just, I mean, this is just me looking at a lot of the reactions to Japanese games in the West, like, you know the decade i was growing up it just back confused me they just baffled me mm. entirely yeah um and you can definitely put this in that bucket anything not made by nintendo or kojima is just like treated as like what is this fucking weird garbage yeah um, yeah it's really weird because like uh like inafune said like oh he, he attributes to, like people just weren't ready for like sandbox style games yet which is i mean i guess arguably i guess demonstrably true given the reaction to this video game um but also, he's like a guy coming right off of Resident Evil, one of the greatest games ever made. Like, what are you? What, what's happening here? Uh, yeah, I mean, Resident Evil Two is a masterpiece game, true yeah. masterpiece video game. Um, yeah. Capcom were really in the bag at this point. I mean, Capcom have you? They've you? They've mostly been good. Capcom <laughs> yes. have been generally pretty good. Capcom games, maybe you've heard of them. Yeah, I'm, we're big fans over here. Uh, but. <laughs> 
Like, I it's I get that. Like, he's saying that because, you know, GTA 3 in five years is about to be the biggest game in the world. Yeah. Um, and I do... And this is like a divide that's why... I mean, you know, we talk about Yakuza briefly, but like in this specific comparison of like, eventually this becomes GTA 3 gets big and Yakuza is the vision of this like city-based Japanese RPG. Well, also, uh, like, it is worth pointing out there is a good 10-year-plus span where every Western, like, reviewer looked at Yakuza and said, this is just a shitty GTA clone. That's and what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> With no context for, like, how it comes out of, like, RPGs and talking to people and uh, yeah. what it means to, like, go between, like... Why is a side quest is going between different people that, that give me little bits of dialogue? Because the, the dialogue is the content. Like, it's not yes. hiding the content. The dialogue is... Uh, the thing you're here to see you're here to see characters do things and like the, whether the game is good or bad just like lives or dies by that character writing when we um, when we did yakuza 3 for abnormal mapping way back when the reason yes. we played yakuza was because i remember on like a one-up podcast jeremy Parrish specifically being like you don't understand yakuza is actually a jrpg and jrpg fans shouldn't miss this one because it's interesting and cool and it's not the gta thing that like all of the other the the, the dirty action gamers say it is <laughs> I vividly remember um, the Giant Bomb podcast about Yakuza 3 when it came out. Um, there was a specific thing that they were talking about. They were talking about the manual and how the manual had a like uh, flow chart between game states. With, like You're in field mode and then you go into battle mode and battle mode leads to this. Um, and it was just talked about like this was like this abhorrently backwards thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, to have this like modal RPG-based game design. Um mm. And I went back and listened to the segment. It is still like that. My memory was 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 correct. They do do this, um, and I'm like, damn, that's how it was at the time. And I get how in like, you see the seeds of that uh, when Mega Man Legend comes out in the '90s, and everyone's like, what's this weird thing? And like, it isn't just the most charming, delightful like weekend thing to play and rent, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, it didn't do like super badly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, like looking at these reviews, it's you know, GamePro gave it four and a half stars. Gamespot gave it uh, seven point two. Sure, but like, but this this game comes out like a year before Ocarina is ninety eight, right? Or is it ninety seven? Yes, this is a year before Ocarina of Time. This is a year before Metal Gear Solid. And um, I think this is a more coherent experience than Ocarina of Time in basically every way. It's a year before Sonic Adventure. Uh, I think I'm the way to... the story and the exploration like go into each other just works better than like the cinematic vision that Ocarina put in. Oh, um, there's things in Ocarina I like more, but I think I think like people lost their minds for Ocarina of Time. It was like Nintendo Power had to stop rating popularity of games because everyone just put Zelda at the top for ten years in a row. Um, and uh, I'm like, why is it Mega Man Legends talked about like this? I mean, it is by some people, like the yes. Mega Man Legends. Fans. Yes, but that's all like in retrospect, right? Uh, it wasn't necessarily. I mean, people were fans at the time, but it's all outside of the like base of games culture deciders, I guess. Yes, yeah. But those people also loved Ocarina of Time, and to, to which I say, what's the difference? Please Nintendo show me it. the difference. Nintendo. Made it. I don't know. I don't know what the secret sauce Nintendo has other than a lot of money and polish. Um, yeah, but like people lost their minds for like uh, like Metal Gear Solid when that drops a year after this, and I'm like, Mega Man Legends does some of the story stuff better than Metal Gear does. It doesn't. It's not as self serious, and it doesn't it has have to the just melodrama. be the cartoony thing, right? Because yeah. like. Resident Evil is also really popular, right? It's not, it can't, yeah. it's not just the modern thing where like Nintendo is just given like the Nintendo YouTuber doesn't exist, right? It's not like that separate. Yeah. Uh, a so it has to just be this is a weird cartoony game for kids, and it wasn't taken as seriously as like Resident Evil, which is also a fantastic game, but it has like just as much like annoying jank in it as this game, right? It's, yeah. Um, or, or Ocarina of Time, or Metal Gear Solid, or all these things. Yeah. Um, because like I mean, Metal Gear Solid I do is a little different in that like, um. 
I, I guess it just comes down to the, the, the boss fights is the only thing. That's the one thing that Mega Man Legends is like a little... Uh, oh, you mean all the on. boss fights are either like spam a super weapon or get your ass beat? <laughs> yes, it is not very. Whereas, like the boss fights in Metal Gear Solid uh, in 1998, truly fucking fantastic. Oh but, yeah, like light years ahead of most video games. But Metal Gear Solid doesn't have the thing like a town the way you like like everyone. You don't go say goodbye to everyone in Shadow Moses at the end of Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just have to like. This is just a theory that I have no idea for any basis, but like on some level. So people like when you're rating a video game because you've reviewed it really fast you're like rating how much time you spent pissed off <laughs> and in Mega Man Legends you're gonna spend a little bit of time pissed off you're gonna fight a boss it's gonna be fucking annoying and you're gonna get through it this is a thing that I just think of like part and parcel with video games that, that are how they used to be right yeah. video games would have a bit that pissed you off that is just true till yeah. about 2006 um when reliably the bigger games start getting sanded down enough to where that went then, then i'm just pissed off because the whole thing is like a nothing i'm like this is just empty calories please i do genuinely think that there is value in having a bit of a video game that pisses you off yeah you're gonna be annoyed for a little bit but you'll remember it you'll fucking remember yeah. it that's for damn sure yeah um and I, yeah, I don't know. Justice for Mega Man Legends, I guess. We've been one yeah. over. Yeah, no, I truly just adored this game. Um, I thought it was great fun. I intend to play Tron Bon and Legends 2. We're not, we have no intention of covering them because I don't think we'll have anything different to say. Um, but uh, I, this has been on my to-do list for a while. Uh, but And I wasn't expecting to like be one over um, necessarily. But yeah, no, I think this game's got it. It's so sick. <laughs> yeah. I uh I really like the ending of this game. I really like all the Mega Man Juno stuff. Uh it's funny because it's just like one of the like stock RPG plots, but I think it mostly works really well. I like I like it because because I was thinking about this of like I often complain when a stock RPG plot shows up at the end of something that has yeah. not so far been about this. Um but it's so much about like a stock RPG plot invades Mega Man's life. He wasn't thinking he has no he doesn't give a shit. He's not thinking about this at all. He just wants to hang out with his friends. Uh, and it was just so earnest that I was very won over. It's not trying to do a big like it's not doing the X thing where it's about the did you know that the robots are oppressed and all the, it's not doing any of those things. It's just Saturday morning cartoon like friendship yes. stuff. It's uh, also specifically like you spend a large portion of this game defending the city um, from the bonds and then rebuilding it. And like you're invested in the lives of the characters. And then a weird guy shows up and says, actually, you're like me and I want to kill them all for like, you know, paper pushing reasons. Um, and it just so clearly understands that like your distaste of a character can be as simple as I'm invested in the people they want to destroy um, and yes. understands how that works emotionally in a way that a lot of these plots often just like go through the motions without setting up the investment in the first place. It's like, oh, you know, they assume you're a good person who doesn't want to see people die. But like, it's better when you care, like individually and not just broadly like, oh, it's bad. Yeah, it'd be bad if you wiped all those people. But like, I know those people. I like those people. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, FF16 has literally the same plot. We played it last yeah. month. Has a, the same basic plot of a big guy says, I'm going to kill everyone. And you go, no, they're my friends. Uh, but I'm like, they're not my friends. I don't like most of these people. <laughs> like, I guess if you were going to kill Gav, I'd be like, ah, oh, nah, not Gav. No, not Gav. I, I'm surprised <laughs> he lived this long, honestly. But don't kill Gav. Um, but like, it, it it just has it just comes down to like investing in the writing. No one's talking about slavery in Mega Man Legends. It's only like you like these people because they're hanging out. And sixteen tries yeah. to do that, and just I just the writing doesn't have it. It's just not charming. It, it, being more verbose and adding a bunch of world building doesn't actually increase a person's investment emotionally in the situation. Yeah. Um, 
You just need uh, a few charming NPCs. You need a funny policeman who's a bit useless and needs your help, Mega Man. <laughs> you need little three delinquent guys hanging out by the bins who are like, oh, I guess I'll let you in my gang. Yep. Um, now, could you please go get six things for us? <laughs> yes. Could you please go find a bunch of shit for me, please? Yes. Exactly. Um, and yeah, so I just uh, was surprised by how much I actually like the, the plot stuff. I really like yeah. this Mega Man. Yeah, me too. Uh, uh, yeah. That's it. We could probably go to questions. Yeah, we've got a ton of questions, so we can we can move on to those. like to send questions you can send them to abnormal mapping podcast at gmail.com they can be about our game club or just anything else that's on your mind about games uh most of these are i think almost all of them are about uh mega man here um our first one's from eric uh a couple three questions here is zenny the best name for a fictional in-game currency uh, i think it's money with a U. I think it's money with a U. yeah but they're, they're both pretty good i, I like everyone them. wants it that's why they call it money <laughs> yes what movie is that from i have no idea <laughs> You don't know what movie it's from? I, I, know, I know it because of Austin saying it. Yeah, but you don't know the movie. No, I don't know what movie. What movie? It's from Heist, the David Mamet film. Oh, I don't remember this. Um, how would video games today be different if Mega Man Legends blown up the way Ocarina of Time did and became the template for 3D action adventure games? Or would they be different at all? I think they're but, kind of similar enough that it wouldn't change that much. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, this is asking if, like, would American games, uh, like be more influenced by jrpgs in the way i would like to stop uh the influence of basically it's asking would you stop the homogenization that happened to video games and i don't think that's true i think it's that's more a function of just like industry growth less it is like influences of specific scenes right it's, it, but if if uh, if every if every 3d game had just like generous auto aim instead of z targeting that would be very funny <laughs> well maybe maybe that'd be a little different um but yeah uh, and then the third question, why isn't Rush in Mega Man Legends? Because Rush doesn't matter. Um, Rush is the dog, right? Yes. Oh, my God. It's the dog. You fly on the dog, right? You fly on yes, the dog. Yes, yes. Rush is the dog. I, I'm just in I was just making sure. I clearly know who Rush is. What's this the is dinosaur? dinosaur's name Yoshi, right? Yoshi? Okay, good. I, did, I knew who the dinosaur was. <laughs> I knew who Yoshi was. I didn't know who fucking Plessy was. I didn't know that Plessy no. was different from the dinosaur in Super Mario's... Oh, Dory? Dory is from 64, and Plessy is from the new ones. There it is, Dory. Care. That's what it is, yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't care about that. I do know who Yoshi is, and I do know who Rush is. Oh, yeah. Um, I just, I think, uh, like, the Wily thing is, like, weird and feels like more of a wink and a nod than anything that matters here. Genuinely, just not, this This doesn't need to be a Mega Man game in the way I perceive with it. It's just not I, about that. I like, the one part I do like of connection with the Wily stuff and everything is I just like that it decenters mega man as like created by a person 
Yes. Um, He's not I the like- robot built to fight for what's right against Raw. Against <laughs> Raw. <laughs> yeah. But like, I like that there's a mystery around why he betrayed the robots. Um, but it, it's not like a person made him to kill his own kind because we're doing Astro Boy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that the. Uh, I don't know what this bureaucracy is doing killing all my friends is a much more interesting just like thematic situation point than just ripping off Astro Boy, I guess. Yeah. Um, Which so uh, it's interesting because like I, supposedly a lot of this team went on to make uh, Battle Network, like Rockman EXE, which is nice the only those. other like vision of Mega Man, which is like, what if everyone had a digital persona slash pet that is also a Mega Man character when they go online, right? Um, just a different vision. It is also not about a robot built to fight. <laughs> I should try those. I didn't realize how, like, out there these got, I guess, like, narratively. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, not even out there. Like, they're simple. Just how unbeholden to, like, the core tenets of what a Mega Man is. Yeah. Which is not true. Like, X and Zero are all kind of, like, riffing on the... Like, you know, Zero's not... The world changes and the format changes and the things you're fighting changes, but the yes. structure of Mega Man uh, is yes. so much more similar in those than this and, I, I guess, Battle Network. So I should probably try Battle Network one of these days. Yeah uh james Wright said i was listening to the final 16 podcast and the comparisons game of thrones reminded me of something he once said how tomino got his themes from reading theory but people came after them got their themes by watching gundam is there another work they you wish they drew inspiration from for their gritty medieval fantasy um excalibur i don't know any of them like the not really um i think I mean, I, be- like it's interesting with 16 because i'm like what would what what ancient literature of the era would like solve 16's problems and i do think like arthurian romances and the like lowercase r i guess actually capital r sense in this way uh would help um if, if they if they'd read chaucer and there were a bunch <laughs> of characters and they all interacted together and told stories and were people that you were rooting for that would work too uh listen to anomalous readings about hyperion <laughs> and another canterbury tales riff that really understands the power of Canterbury Tales riffs. Uh, the last month uh, of what of just my life has really made me look back on Hyperion very fondly. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Hyperion, so uh, yeah, I liked it too. But then I read a Star Wars book, <laughs> which is not Hyperion. Yeah. Um. Uh, I ultimately th- don't think it makes much of a difference. I guess I like yeah. the the influences of sixteen are good influences. Uh, they're mostly things that are good and interesting. They just made a bad game. I don't think you can mm-hmm. fix it by saying be inspired by different things. Um, Benjamin writes in, what's the most asinine or trivial task in a game that you've gotten legitimately stuck on? I'm not asking for a completion of stuff or things that matter for progression. I'm talking about how every time I play this game, I spend half an hour trying to kick that can into the trash for the reward, even though it doesn't matter. Um, Every time I play Ninja Gaiden Black, I grind out the unlabored flawlessness in level seven. Every time. And it's fucking intolerable every time. Uh, why do I do this? But I do it every single time. I have never successfully completed the Junon Parade March to get the highest reward, and I try every time. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't do it in 2020 when I did it, and I must not. I don't think I did it the first time. So yes, me neither. Because fuck, <laughs> what is going on with that thing? <laughs> yeah, I, there is um, a retranslation of Seven uh, on the PlayStation. Like they've ported over the retranslation to the PlayStation version, uh, and the. I made one other change, which is they made it so you had to do the Junon March correctly, or you can't progress. And all the comments are people going, why did they do this? Why have they ruined this game? That's good. 
Um, Ancient Mecca writes in uh, with a question we're not going to answer about everyone's Boba Shop orders in uh, Mega Man Legends, uh, but did offer up that uh, Tron's order is a 75% sweet purple taro smoothie with uh, mango jelly on top, which is correct. That is just big purple drink with a bunch of mango on top. Absolutely right. We didn't talk about her much, but uh, Trombone, classic character. She's really cool. I'm really excited to play her, the game. I don't actually know anything about the Misadventures of Tron Bond as a video game, um, other than I know it's like the Servbot game, um, and I'm really excited to play it. <laughs> Servbot's a great design. The little yes. minions. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, everyone likes them. Tron Bond just doing her Cinderella stuff is great. I think it worked well as a good dynamic. And then Teasel's also great. I just think that, yeah, delightful characters. Yeah. I get how they've hit on so well. Uh, Dio writes in, Mega Man Legends is one of those games that I dearly loved when it came out, but everyone in school dunked on me for liking. Obviously it didn't take, but I'll never forget how wrong those motherfuckers were. Is there a game or a piece of media that you know in your heart absolutely slaps, but other people can't not give you a hard time about, and what is it? I feel like, I can't, I feel like someone else would have to answer, like, what is the, th- we have to answer this from the other direction? Like, what do you keep going on at me about for being into? Because, well, like, I remember at the time, uh, being the person who'd fight anyone about Final Fantasy VIII, time and tides have mostly won that war for me. I don't need to, I don't need to defend Final Fantasy VIII anymore. Yeah, like, Every I mean. Everyone's someone will break out, oh, Final Fantasy VIII's stupid, doesn't make any sense. I'm like, what year are you living in? And shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's, that one's an over, but it's also like, I guess we could say Sonic Adventure 2, but like, no, people have. Yeah. Time we've is, mostly won, we've won that whenever fight. you talk about halo 2 i'm like what game are you talking about because not the one we played well that was that was ridiculous because i am right and everyone agrees with me it's just <laughs> yeah, everyone you. agrees with you it's just me it's just me i'm like i don't i don't see it with halo 2 you, you don't know the fucking quotes in that game by heart like everyone else because we all played it 17 i mean i times. do think you're this way about ninja gaiden for sure i'm like you like ninja gaiden way more than it deserves <laughs> i like ninja gaiden black exactly as much as it deserves it's the best action <laughs> game of its time you see there you go what's better <laughs> Look, I'm not going to argue with you. What's but what's a better action game than Ninja Gaiden Black? Uh, from of its around? time, that's like yeah. I don't have a good answer for you. I'm just saying that uh, you overvalue it in general as a thing. Uh, it's a classic video game that I love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, but yeah, the one I the one I fought the most people over back in the day is 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 Final Fantasy VIII for sure. Yeah. Uh, Sunshine. I fought people for Sunshine on years. That's mostly gone away. Uh, I mean, Sunshine has its faults. Don't get me wrong, but I remember people being really down on Sunshine. I was like, are, "What are you? What are you talking about? It's Sunshine. It's, great. it's a great game." Yeah, I'm trying to think of like modern ones that are this, but like, I feel like the tenor of the ways game arguments happen now are so much worse and more annoying about it. Also, we mostly have like a community of people who have value similar things. And so the arguments are not, it's usually like one person likes a thing a little more than it probably deserves and everyone else is mostly chill about it. Um, I only make fun of you because that's our dynamic here. Oh yeah, uh, but I'm talking like more widely, like when there's a cult, when the Sonic fandom is having a culture war over whether Spark 3 is good or awful, it's just like, it, you know, it's just an argument over nothing on some level because of the way posts have talked about it. It's not really engaging with the game's reputation one way or the other. It's just a weird, an argument about posts. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I mean, I was I was probably definitely shitty to Sonic fans growing up uh, more than they deserved. Sonic's fine. That's right. Um, <laughs> I just had no no time for Sonic shit or Sega shit in general as a child. And now look at you. Yeah, now look at me. Um, <laughs> Hilver writes in, what's another neglected video game series that could get a second shot by keeping the characters and shifting to mimic a different game slash genre? <sighs> 
Let's, is let's, that... uh, let's get Kid Icarus fixed up again. <laughs> don't give Why? it to Sakurai. No, I don't. I, I was joking. I don't give a shit about Kid Icarus. But like, the question on some level here is, is there a game whose characters you like, who, like characters and vibes you like more than the video game parts? I mean, in that case, Brave Friends from Sashi, but they already tried that on the PS2 and that game <laughs> sucked. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm like, mostly uh, the games I like, I like because of the, the games. I don't necessarily want to see them in like, oh yeah, I need to see them, you know, um, the fucking Metal Gear crew uh, hanging out in a uh, deck builder roguelike now, right? Like, um, I don't, I don't know. Oh, I mean, we uh, did play the deck builder Metal Gear. It was pretty good. That one was pretty good. You know what? You know what wasn't very good in that game? The writing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm just trying to think about like which characters I'd like to see in another context, and I don't, I don't really know other than like they should make uh more like sports games for every franchise. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Hilver's second question was about the important, how big Mega Man was as a series slash character. This was mostly for me. It's like a little more before we time and how's Mega Man second up against Sonic and Mario and notability and significance. So here's the thing. I think I'm slightly too young to have an answer for this because when I was growing up, nobody gave a shit about Mega Man in this way. Mega Man was not, for my childhood, Sonic and Mario was a thing people cared about. No one was talking about Mega Man in this context. And most of the people I grew up with didn't play Mega Man. They, they, I'm like, maybe they'd like rented a Mega Man game and played it. Like I'd rented a Mega Man game. I had Mega Man 3 on Game Boy, but like people There's weren't a lot of Mega games. Man people. There's a lot of games. They don't all come to this level of like com- yeah. conversation, right? I'm sure when, I, when, I, think of, when I think of the people I know who are like, Mega Man 2, the greatest game, the way people talk about like Final Fantasy 6, right? Yes. They're all, they're all about five years older than me. <laughs> that's true yeah um and so i think this kind of just missed me um i wasn't like buying nes games like the the any the, the i am as old as like the nes like 85 is when i was born and so a lot of the mega man games happened when i was too young to dictate what games were funneled into my life um mm-hmm. i played i got into mega man when i finally got a computer that could run nesticle and i played mega man one through six on a keyboard like that's when i got into <laughs> mega man damn yeah uh, so Mega Man for me has always been like a thing I came to way after the fact. I was I would not consider myself contemporarily into Mega Man, uh, which is why when people are like, "Oh, you only like classic Mega Man because of the nostalgia," I'm like, "Not, not. I mean, I did play them first, but not in the way you were implying that I grew up with them because I did not." Um, yeah, this I got to Mega Man when I was like 17. I was like, "Oh, fucking Mega Man! That's this is cool as hell." I just hate nostalgia is basically a completely useless word in video games. Mm-hmm. It's just thrown around like both positively and negatively to just mean liking an old thing yes um people use it dismissively and people use it like oh you love this game for the nostalgia i'm like i don't know what what even is nostalgia at this point what are you talking about yeah as someone who regularly plays old games and like replays games i like i played most of the mega man many times since then um and i have opinions about which ones are good classic and x and everything else um they don't necessarily align with the the broad tastes sometimes. Uh, I don't know. I, I, uh, I, but I can't answer this question. I've, I, I, people who are like Mega Man is as important as Mario and Sonic are clearly just wrong because the Mega Man was not the load bearing mascot character of an entire platform ever. Uh, no. so it can't be that if Capcom put on a console, we could talk, but they did not. <laughs> so we cannot. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's kind of a different thing. Yeah. Uh, I just, not to do with any of the Mega Man stuff, but like, um, the the way <laughs> I feel like playing regularly playing old games is some kind of like weird superpower that makes everyone sound like they're talking nonsense, and I'm specifically talking here about multiple people who I've seen 
play that fucking Immortals of Avian game saying, oh, it's just like an old like an old 360 game. I'm like, no, it's not. Look at it. It clearly isn't. <laughs> I don't think it's like a Singularity 2009 at all. I can no. look at the gameplay. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah. Would maybe seem like that if all you're doing is playing new releases. Yeah. Um, it, it is very funny how like actually playing old games regularly means that like whenever they're like invoked in modern discussion, it just makes me confused. Yeah. Uh, Mel Wright said, recently played through Legend series in the past year after a decade of this being my white whale for me as a Mega Man fan. My question is, what sort of things would you like to see in a sequel to Mega Man Legends 1? And what do you think Legends 2 actually does if these answers are different? Um, I don't know shit about Mega Man Legends 2. Um, So. I saw some footage of 3, like, just in a YouTube video the other day and, like, you're not even playing as Mega Man, really? Is that is that what three? No, was that be was about? so that was going to be the prototype. The, okay, the um, because you're like running around as like a girl with like spiky hair, like Mega Man, but it looked like she was not a Mega Man. Yeah, that I, that was the the footage they shown was all for Mega Man Legend Three prototype, which was literally going to be the like, uh, you know, prologue style Kingdom Hearts, whatever. Okay. Roxas segments. I mean, she uh, extremely I, looked like a Roxas style. Like, what if you took Mega Man Volnet and made a Roxas of him? <laughs> <laughs> yes uh she i assume that would be like the prologue stuff and then Mega Man you'd play in the real game um yeah. i can't believe that that prologue prototype thing never came out because it was supposed to like right on the verge of coming out when the whole thing was cancelled yes it was like a pt situation if pt got cancelled like the day before it was meant to come out rather than yeah after anyway uh what would you like to see in Mega Man legends 2 um i mean i'd like to see a new town uh with some new characters and trombone and teasel following around i don't feel like i have like a I'm not super invested into whether they explain what's going on with Data and Volnart and Trigger. I'm sure they will, but it's not the part I'm invested in, right? Um, I yeah, my I think my vision of this is Tron Bon and Mega Man get stranded in a new place and they have to form a duo crew like yeah, no that, one else. That's that seems like it will probably happen. <laughs> um i would also make i would like a better like side like a strafe dodge roll which exists in this game but it's annoying and not good. oh why is it on the camera buttons <laughs> oh my god um i would like i would like analog control which i know i get i do know that analog control is the next game um 2000 yeah i would like a few more puzzles i think more puzzles would be nice that aren't just collect three keys by exploring the dungeon i'll tell you what i would like i would like uh the text box to come up instantly <laughs> yeah fair enough <laughs> i would like to start with the wheels and then to not have a two second wind up before you get to use them <laughs> yes now we're talking if i could get a Mega Man x air dash that also sounds pretty sick man i do love an air dash yeah uh, i would like a dedicated button to taking on and putting uh, putting on and taking off my helmet and so i never got the, the helmet i did a bunch of stuff but i never got the helmet the helmet is in a trash can outside of the like shop that's like north of the town like in you know there's that shop up on the like ridge yes it's like one building if you go around the side there's like a trash can it's in that trash can oh uh, okay i never got the helmet sorry I uh, because like i like the, i like the helmetless look but it is cool when you put on the helmet there should be like Hey, like Mega Man, there should be an animation where like a little light appears and then the helmet like beams in on top of his head. It'd be sick. They should make a new Mega Man game. They should and stop releasing collections of every fucking Mega Man game ever. I mean, they should they should probably do a Mega Man Legends collection. It's the only thing left at this point, right? I guess yeah. it's star.exe. Um, yeah, there's a couple stragglers, but mostly they should package these two games, put them back out and then make a new Mega Man. 
yeah. Okay, which one? I mean, I'd, I'd prefer... Yes, I'd prefer classic. I'd prefer Mega Man 12, but if they want to make Mega Man X9, I'm fine. I don't care. I'll play it. Yeah. Just keep Mega Man alive. I mean, they are. They're, they they, they aren't that different. Your... Oh, like, fundamentally, like, I prefer classic to X, but they aren't that different. <laughs> yeah. I did really like the 12, uh, like, dual trigger mechanic of the power up and slow down. You mean Mega Man 11? Yes. Yes, 11. Sorry. <laughs> Um, Modern writes in, uh, Mega Man Legends 3 is one of the most high-profile game cancellations of that generation to me. It stings even more knowing Capcom planned to release a demo in the 3DS eShop launch and never did. What video game prototypes, trade show demo, or other project that were canceled would you like to get your hands on? Bonus points if you say something other than one of the scrapped RE4 builds. Oh, that's easy, because mine's Mario 128, uh, which never actually existed, but I was so excited for a sequel to Mario 64, never really manifested. It's not a real thing. It's just 100 Mario's running around a disc. Tell that to me when I was 13 or 14 years old. <laughs> it's It wouldn't even be a game. It's just a tech demo of Mario's. I, yes, I know that now. And it basically became Pikmin, which is a good game. Like, don't get me wrong. I understand this. But at the time, I was like, whoa, my God. Um, they should not have cancelled the Tony Hawk's 3 remake they were making. <laughs> I don't really feel this. Any- I don't think I have anything that's happened in modernity that I feel this way about. I, mean, I wish they had made a Binary Commando 2 uh, based, like, a sequel to Binary Commando 2009, but that's not necessarily a, like, oh, they showed it and then they cancelled it. Uh, that, that They never, they were never going to make that. Yeah, I'm tr- like, there are games that I wish got sequels to, and there are times, many times, just because of my taste, the things that I like are not popular enough, and they get subsumed into whatever uh, publishing machine is going on, right? Um, yeah. But I'm trying to think of examples where, like, I see a specific vision of a game, and that goes away. I think the time this happened to me most, because it doesn't, it just doesn't happen now I'm an adult, right? I'm just not following games in that way. But I yeah. do vividly remember, uh, in 2006, watching the first demo for Mass Effect. Oh. Uh, and you could pause the game. Uh, and you could position your party members to like tactically move to points. Yeah. Um, and then I played the game and I couldn't do that. I was like, what the, why can't I, why are they just running? Why is Gareth running into the thing and dying all the time? Why can't I pause the game and like say, you go to that wall, you go to that wall. And do, I was expecting more like RPG control stuff uh, and just wasn't in the game. And I was like, damn, I've been lied to. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't, uh, doesn't really happen as an adult. Yeah. Ancient Mecca writes in, uh, talking about Mega Man Legends 2 ends on a cliffhanger. Uh, no other spoilers than that, but that's part of the reason people are nuts about it, which I could have predicted that. Uh, what cliffhanger or canceled sequel would you most like to re- be resolved? Do you have one of these? Because I don't think I have one of these. Like, oh, this game ended on a cliffhanger. Why haven't we seen the next one? Cliffhanger video game? Yeah. Not really. Like, yeah. I don't... Like, I have games that I enjoy and would like a new one, but I'm like, a narrative... Because the games where I'm most into, right, are like RPGs that tend to be single entries. Uh, yeah. Like, I guess if they cancelled Kingdom Hearts tomorrow, it becomes that, but that's just because it never concludes. <laughs> <laughs> I think they could make as many Kingdom Hearts as anyone could hold, and they would not conclude. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying Kingdom Hearts is destined to be this one day, but for now, Nomura yeah. continues to cook. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know if I have one of these. Like, I think of, like... Prince of Persia 8 kind of ends on a weird moment of disquiet, but like I was never like, oh, they need to follow that up. Like I would have liked to play another one, but I don't really care. We do have one uh, that what? doesn't technically count anymore because we were both wrong and it got a sequel. But what? for the longest time, the Metroid Fusion was this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, guess what? Never worry about it. The things we thought were interesting weren't even in the real game. It was a translation. Everything that I thought was really cool about the ending wasn't in the game, and then they made a new game that had nothing to do with the thing. Like, 
I was like, oh, the Emmys are hunting, hunting Samus because she's got all the fucking Metroid DNA in her and she's the fusion of the ultimate life. No, nothing. I mean, she's doing other shit. She's all, whatever. I'm, Dread seems cool, but it wasn't anything Dread's to do with cool, what I had yeah, uh, nothing to do with that stuff, in yeah. my mind but built up by the ending of Fusion. Yep. Uh, Zach writes in, you are a Mega Man boss. So what is the gimmick of your area, your boss stage gimmick and the power you give Mega Man when they defeat you? This is so difficult. I'm the I'm like a food guy. I'm like a it's like a weird. Oh, that's nice. Uh, I assume it's more like seven. You're going through like a factory or uh, maybe a mall. I don't know. But there's like a f- food themed level of some kind. Yeah. How you put them into a power? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm visualizing this a little. You know, you've thrown out uh, various bits of food and forks and stuff uh-huh. uh, i'll be honest i was going to answer food and i thought you had a different answer so i'm going to give the answer <laughs> i thought you were going to give what did you think i was going to say i thought that you were going to envision a Mega Man level where the gimmick the stage gimmick is um like it strictly is like an action game like the level is about things that you have to like dodge and parry and then they the boss will give you an iframes dodge roll <laughs> i do like this that would be his <laughs> fuck you about you've almost made me say the most embarrassing thing of all time which would be, well that would completely break the design of all the other stages to have an iframes dodge roll which is the most action game asshole thing to say so maybe you're right <laughs> Yeah, but some people would never use it. Like I'd probably never use that power. Uh, but uh, some people would just like be like, "Oh, it makes you makes the speeder in the game like changes the whole thing of what you're doing in Mega Man." It's like, okay, sure, but I'm not going to use it. Man, iframe dodge roll. That's what it's all about. Uh, Todd writes in, "What's your ideal random encounter rate in an RPG, and do you have a favorite alternative to random battles, real or otherwise?" Um, generally speaking, a low encounter rate is a good one, but um. My actual issue is more about the speeds of battles themselves. Yes. Like, uh, SNES games have high encounter rates, but the battles can be over in 15 seconds, so I'm not too bothered about it. Yes. Not just the battles themselves, but, like, getting in and out of battle needs to be fast. Yes. Like, Lost Odyssey has a really low encounter rate, but it's to account for the fact that every battle takes 20 seconds to even get into before you start clicking anything. (laughs) Yeah. The minute your camera has to swoop over the characters they load in, it's like, oh, this is over. You got to really turn that shit down. (laughs) You got to turn that shit way down. Yes. Um, My thing about low encounter rate JRPGs is I hate when I'm trying to grind, when I have to run. If I have to run in a circle for more than five seconds before a battle pops, I'm like, you need a you need an option to turn up the encounter rate, please. That that is true, because that's the annoying thing in Lost Odyssey is like. In the when I'm exploring a dungeon and trying to get anything done, the low encounter rate is good. But when I'm trying to grind, it's a nightmare. Yeah, because then I'm spending most of my time not grinding, but just waiting for enemies to appear. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Penny writes in. Uh, Mega Man Legends is one of the first games I ever owned. Left a formative mark. Penny replays it yearly. I wish I had a game like that. It's just not how I play games. Mostly because I do this job. Um, but even before that, I wasn't like after my teens. I wasn't replaying games all the time. We're just too broad with our interests. Um, Our question, uh, Penny's question is, I want to know if either of you had a favorite example of minor interactions in games you've played, things that are out of the way or exist primarily for flavor that you consider essential to your experience of those games. I mean, this is the, um, like, Resident Evil chair thing, right? Like, Resident Evil 4, the chair You guys sit in the chair? What are you fucking doing? Sit in the chair. Sit in the chair is the most... Didn't they move the chair in the remake? It's still in there. I don't know. I I I don't actually pay that much attention to the remake thing. 
I remember someone saying the chair was moved out, but I think it might have been in a different room. Okay. Um, and I think they got rid of the laser corridor or something. I don't. I don't exactly know. Yeah. Um, but that that is what it goes to to me is the the chair. I guess there's yeah. also. I mean, that, that comes out of the like the chair and Symphony of the night also. Yeah. Um, Mario sixty four and all the other three D Mario games just try to jump on the Toad's heads all the time. Mm-hmm. They're bouncy. They're there to jump on. Like, what are you doing? Got to yeah. do that. You don't do that. Doesn't mean anything. I liked in uh, I liked in Galaxy uh, the way everyone would react to your spin move if you did it near them. Oh, like they'd true. all twirl. They'd be like, "Wee!" <laughs> Man, Galaxy's a cool game. Yeah, it's like not my favorite Mario or anything, but it's it's got a lot of flavor like that. Mm-hmm. Um, every Zelda, I have to fight the chickens just enough to see what the chicken swarm is, even though I know what's going to happen and it's going to suck. And I'll do it once just to see what it looks like this time, and then that'll be good. But I gotta know. Every time I've done this in a Zelda game, uh, I'm thinking of because I'm an this is my Xbox gamer uh, curse. Is I'm just thinking of Fable because the first <laughs> thing you do in Fable is you run around and kick the chickens, and you're the chicken chaser. Yeah. Um, and so I just think, oh, it's just like Fable. Whenever like I understand, it's the other way around. <laughs> However, it's just like Fable. <laughs> What uh, God was it when you were playing five or was it when you were playing survive uh, metal gear? I was like, Oh, you got to roll on the stairs to see if you do five. the thing. It was five. It was five. Cause okay. I, I, I was playing five. We were on Skype. It was early on in five. I went to the stairs and in, in, in five, when you, um, uh, do a like dive on the stairs, uh, yeah. you will like slide up or down to the bottom of the stairs and like a movement tech thing. So, so it does weird. technically increase your options. Um, like, this is a lot of the things with the design in, in MGS5 is that it takes away moments of pure joy. Like when you when you roll on the stairs, you eat shit. Yes. You eat shit and fall over and it's delightful. And replaced it with like, your movement options have been expanded in ways in which you can interact with the environment to make stealth happen, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I understand why they make the choice they did. But I think in Metal Gear, when you uh, roll on the stairs, you should fall the fuck over. Yeah. Uh, Alex writes in, we all know and love when you're watching a film and you're like, this is the fucking cinema. Uh, but one can also on occasion experience with the video games. Uh, Mega Man Legends is one of these. What are some other games? You're like, man, fucking video games. It's me playing Sparkly Electric Dressa. Yes. A lot of the games we brought up here, like Metal Gear is definitely fucking video games. Um, Mario 64, fucking video games. Alex uh, listed Oath and Felgana, which to me, fucking video games that's you know what east is video games <laughs> fucking video game east might be the most video games i mean yeah. maybe not anymore um but, <laughs> yeah you know i've seen some footage of the new one i i bet i'd like modern east and you'd be like no you betrayed me and i'd be like but look you got a skateboard yeah yeah that sounds about right <laughs> um I, I'd like it more than you, that's for damn sure. Whether I'd like it that much, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, but... I feel like Abnormal Mapping is filled with games we feel this way about, so... Killer 7! Man, fucking video games. Watch me and Dia play Flower Center Rain. I immediately go, video games are so good! <laughs> I That's the actual thing, is I have this feeling a lot, because I'm generally playing yeah. games I really like. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm pretty, up, I'm pretty up on games, like, overall, so... I feel like we have a reputation of being down because the industry is bad and things suck Well, yeah, in the world. modern games, most of them are pieces of shit. Well, not even modern, <laughs> it's not modern games because I'm playing a lot of yes. modern games and they're fucking good. It is the specific, very narrow zeitgeist of AAA video games, right? Yeah, with uh, battle passes and loot treadmills and shit like that, yes. Yeah, can get exhausting. But like, 
I look at the my Steam library and see recent games, and I'm like, man, there's that Mars First Logistics game I've got to play. I got to play Void oh, to Viewfinder. Play yeah, you. Uh, we love Katamari. Is gaming? Yeah, fucking absolutely. Kitsagashi, every game he's ever made, it's like this fucking gaming. <laughs> uh, it's so true. Um, Nick writes in, if you could replace your hands with anything, like Mega Man replaces a hand with a gun, what would it be? It doesn't have to be weapons. Or a hand, another hand. I don't want to, I don't want to, I, I don't want to replace my hand. The whole thing about hands is they're useful and they can hold other items. I think I'd want like a sort of like, like a, like a prehensile tail. Like, I, I don't want to say a tentacle because that's like got implications, but I want to think I can swing from. And my hand, yeah, I mean, I know you can swing from hands, but I mean something like longer than a hand. That's so You do mean a tentacle. You just don't, you just want to get rid of all the implications. You want yes. a normal octopus fin or whatever. Yeah. Like a, like a whip, a whip yes. hand or like a monkey tail hand. Yeah. Um, the thing about the octopus one is it's got like suckers as well. So you can like grip in a different way. Again, this is so gross. I'm really not looking for that. I mean, like that's a whole different answer. If I want a weird, gross, like flush thing with like suckers and like a, a weird mouth on my hand, I could ask for that. I'm not asking for that. I'm asking swing from things. As I say these answers, I just have to like flash a big, not being horny sign. I'm talking about (laughs) holding things in my hand and swinging on things. Yeah. I want to increase my movement options is what I'm saying. <laughs> I want to uh I go to the copy. gym every week so I can increase my movement options. I want to copy the frame data for Insomniac Spider-Man PS4. There you go. Um uh, Gallant asks, favorite Mega Man character and why? All Mega Man's valid here. I mean, it's going to be something for this game because it has, like, I, I haven't, unlike you, gone into, I just played Mega Man, so I don't really, like, yeah. I like some of the iconography. Uh, yeah. I think Proto Man's, like, cool, but I, you know, it, it's going to be, like, Mega Man and Tron from this game, right? Just, like, the normal, boring versions because this is the video game with characters and those are the main character of the game and they're well-written. So I don't have yeah. necessarily an interesting esoteric answer. I assume you may have more, like... I don't know if my answer is esoteric. I really, I do really like uh, Blues slash Proto Man. Yeah. I do like... Oh, he's like the first light robot, but he's not as good. But he, he, depending on what version, like I always think of the, um, I specifically think of like the Archie comics where it's like he gained sentience, but then was like flawed and like more prone to breaking down. So he couldn't go in battle as much. And, uh, so he just like went, went, like went on to wander the earth to explore his humanity. Um, and then came back and there was a new boy who'd replaced him who was better than him in every way. And it's like, shit, what the hell? Um, I think that it is a great injustice that in the late 90s they didn't just call it Rockman on the PlayStation. I think we could have, yes, there was I a agree. moment where everyone else was making changes where you could have, it's too late now. It's too late. He's yeah. a Mega Man now. Yeah. Um, but Rockman's a better name. Blues is a way better name. Yeah. Yeah. Rock and roll and blues and, and uh, yeah, Forte, all that stuff. We should get that. Because they kept half the names. <laughs> yes. She's still called Roll, but yeah. he's called Proto Man and he's called Mega Man. Like, should be called rock should be called blues they they had a moment and it, they they wasted it yep he's a digger yeah um claire writes in with a bunch of questions i think we've mostly answered the one that we have not is uh is it just me or is there something in the air that made this kind of bizarre existentialist ancient aliens vibe 11th hour twist really common in the 90s it's still i think common. this is 
I think this is uh, anime becoming more obvious in video games to a Western audience. Not yes. that it wasn't always there. It was always there. But I think the anime influences became – once they moved to the fidelity that allowed them to express characters with big sprites or uh, 3D characters and voice acting, you immediately are like, oh, this is this is anime. <laughs> the anime has arrived. Yeah, because I, I see this and I'm like, oh, anime is still doing this. The yeah. JRPGs are still doing this. We literally played a game last month that did this. Yeah. Um, so – this is yeah this has to just be like the uh awareness of uh jrpg and anime plots in um uh western video game circles because yeah that that's why that's like i generally associate that with yeah um there's also a question i guess i'll answer this uh, it's 96 you're tasked with making the first 3d entry of a previous 2d series that you're choosing what do you tackle what's your approach um I think I could do a better job at Castlevania than they did. <laughs> I've I have not played Castlevania sixty four, so I'm not going to claim this. Um, I would just like go harder on like the whip as a movement option. Mm. Um, I'd always hoped someday they would make a Castlevania game that was all about like whip platforming, and they never did. Yeah, I mean that's clearly the one I would do, but like I feel like it's so obvious and cartoonish that it feels like a combat answer. But I would yeah. I would try it. Yeah, that's fair. I think I think uh, maybe taking a different run at Final Fantasy, moving to 3D would be interesting. I don't know what you'd do with that necessarily, but I think I would maybe focus on something that's more about like the ways in which like the overworld gives way to dungeons. I think Final Fantasy VII does like a really bad version of a lot of times. What's well, just images, right? Like it- yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'd want something like a little more like I'm specifically thinking of like in Final Fantasy IV. The way in which you're rolling around, you get to like mount ordeals, and it's just like suddenly this vertical dungeon after a world map and stuff. It just doesn't. Final Fantasy just doesn't have the sauce of like the transitions being fast and like the spaces being big and expansive in the same way. And part of that is because of the fidelity, and I don't know if you could fix that in '96 at all. But I'd like to take a different shot at it. Uh, yeah, but alternate alternate path of this is uh, early, like really early 3D Dragon Quest. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, ooh, spicy. <laughs> I don't even know what I do. I'm like, what would that be? Like? I would lean Man, way harder. If you into, like, made a, if you made a 3D Dragon Quest, because Dragon Quest famously doesn't really make the move to 3D until the DS. 2017. Or, no, sorry, uh, eight. Oh right, Dragon right. Quest so, is a 3D game. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, it is on PS2. And they kind of do a little bit of this, but then it turns into a big open world Dragon Quest that's like eight hours long. What if Dragon Quest was like, like this, where it's one town? Yeah, and like a you can make a one-town Dragon Quest really well. I, I, yeah, I was playing this game and thinking because I think of Dragon Ball specifically because this is more Dragon Ball than any other Dragon Ball game. Yes, uh, just like the vibes in the town and the specific kind of like man. If there was a Dragon Ball game that was just Mega Man Legends, but like it was you were Goku and Roll was Bulma, it'd be the <laughs> fucking greatest game ever made. <laughs> um, God, yeah. I mean, like that's basically all I want. I, that's what I would want from a Dragon Ball game. I want like a city over time. I want to hang out and do teach videl how to uh fly um, oh i thought you meant dragon i specifically was like oh and then yes. yamcha's like being uh on on the pole with a dog barking at him and goku goes and kicks the dog into space the kid goku version of the game is the one that like makes the most sense aesthetically yes. i feel like yes yeah um because it i mean that's kind of the vibe of this game yeah uh, yeah, a version of this game that's also just great sam and and videl hanging out is the fucking greatest game ever made also in a different way uh, and I, I know there's like bits of that Dragon Ball Kakarot that are doing that, but not really. Yeah, I also don't want to play that because that's a big, long retelling of a lot of stuff. And I, want I know 12... there's interesting stuff in that game, but I don't think the bulk of it is that. Uh... Yeah, man, Mega Man Legends, but a Dragon Ball game would be the greatest game of all time. Yeah. 
Um, Anna asked our history with Mega Man games. Um, like I said, I started playing Mega Man on computer in like the year 2000 ish. And, uh, we played X for abnormal mapping and I've gone on and played through X4 and, um, I've played all of the numbered Mega Men and a lot of the side classic Mega Men, like Rockman and Chase and stuff like that. Um, recently, just in the past, like two years getting my Mr. Really like, I'm going to play Mega Man. Yeah. I played, um, uh, one through six, uh, on YouTube. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> you dig into our YouTube channel. You can watch uh, Jackson. I, yeah, I wouldn't do that if I were you. I just, I personally wouldn't do that. Um, I feel kind of embarrassed with my old morning uh, YouTube series. What a weird things we did uh, on on this. Uh, oh, back when we only had one podcast and yeah, we're we only looking had, for content. Yes, tried to do extra video game content and then dropped it all like a rock the second we started doing other things. I'm trying. I'm really trying to pick up the video game content. That's true. Tactics um, play on Patreon now. I've I've tried to play Zero a little bit and found it a little like too rpge in like the when you go back to town you got to go and talk to a bunch of people and stuff i'd like to go back to it i just kind of fell off it that was in the last couple months uh because i bought the collection on steam deck even though i have it on gva but a lot of the quality of life additions to the collection seem good because that game oh, is notoriously very difficult yeah they like, did like uh an easy mode they did the thing you want which is like i don't want to just fully save state it because then i'm not dealing with a challenge but i don't want yeah. the real difficulty of those gba games because it seems fun. Yeah yeah um i've tried to play battle network and i found battle network really like thin and dry but everyone says battle network one is like basically like hey just go skip to two because then they put the rest of the game in there they didn't really get to finish uh but i have a hard time doing that so i just haven't done it yet you just gotta get through one we're not a skip to two type people <laughs> i might skip to two you are not a skip to two type that's so true uh and then our final question from flower um was just about interactions with the game that we might have done um asked about kicking the can which i kicked the can i kicked the can um did you steal the money and no. turn mega man dark no neither did i <laughs> did you kick vending machines to make them explode i did do this once i didn't even know you could do this yeah uh did you name yourself hippopotamus no i did nope. not lie to that guy i did not lie to that guy and i did but i didn't know doing it that if i had said hippopotamus everyone would call me hippopotamus the rest i of the did game. i did laugh at the hippopotamus being the second answer uh and considered i was like i wonder if the people would actually and I found out yes they will start calling you the thing that that reminded me of is when um when breath of the wild came out and like all, all like every link answer had like a weird smarmy answer too mm-hmm. they're like are they implying that link's just a guy who like thinks like this is he just like a fucking gremlin boy <laughs> uh i guess so and I do think that Breath of the Wild Link and Tears of the Kingdom Link is a gremlin boy. I think that is just inherent in the way the character is. Just a weird little guy. Yeah, just a weird little guy. Um, asking data for Infinite Zenny. I didn't see this one. I don't know what this is. No, but I do want you to want to notice that right before the um, uh, final run of the game, uh, when you when you click tell me, which is the bit where he, he can give you like hints and advice. And has yeah, so I didn't do that. I, I was just like, oh, it's nice you're down here. That's very much like a uh, big trouble in little China. How'd you get up there? It wasn't easy. <laughs> it wasn't easy. Um, but I, I was like, I have to I have to know, like, the, the next one is the final boss of the, boss of the game. What is he what is he going to say? Um, and I, I, uh, I took a screenshot of it. Uh, and I, I love this. I was like, this is so fucking good. These are these are the options. The options are. Oh, oh. let me let me look at this. Um, you sent it over. Uh, what can I help with? What should I do now? Is it going to be okay? What am I? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the, the never mind part's really funny. But I love that it just becomes like earnest little conversations with your tutorial guy. And this yeah. is like 10 minutes before they reveal he's actually uh, super secrets. Um, he's holding your adult memories as like a super monster. <laughs> 
Right, but he, but that's why you save with him because he's the data yes. guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you did it, Undertale. Well done. Um, did you give Roll the Flower Ring and Music Box? I did do that. Yes. And then side quest like the hospital museum. Yeah, I didn't finish the museum, but I did do some of the museum. I did the hospital. Um. <laughs> uh, oh my god! There's a bit when you first meet the museum curator. She's painting on the like like the nice part of town. She's up on a ridge and she's doing a painting. And you can look up, you can look at the painting and she goes, "Hmm, I think it needs something. What do you think it needs?" And the answers are some red or some talent. And I burst out laughing. At the answer <laughs> some talent. Damn, Mega Man is cold. <laughs> I did not answer that. I, I I said some red, but it was very funny. They do so. I think this needs some talent, and then kicks her thing over and runs away. There are a couple moments of really dry. Like, one of the funniest things that's ever happened. I was laughing so much. Is that so? Mega Man's always sad when he's killing robots because that's a classic Mega Man characterization, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he doesn't like to do all this murder he's doing. Um, <laughs> and you blow up. Uh, the Bond ship and obviously they, yeah. they, they're they fine but like in the moment of that cutscene they just fucking explode and then <laughs> yes. Roll is like did they evacuate did they eject and he's like no <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just losing my shit laughing and like obviously they're fine um, but this moment where he's like we totally killed those people it's so yes. the Bonds are the most like Team Rocket in a video game of like anybody oh, yeah. they're so fun I love them yeah we lost fair and square. <laughs> uh, everyone having extremely Canadian voices. Mega Man's like maybe the worst oh, defender. Canadian of this. Canadian Mega funny. Man. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I, um, love, I love the voice acting in this game. This is the thing that you really lose. Like even five years later, this is dead. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and those are all the questions. Again, abnormalmappingpodcast at gmail.com if you want to send emails. Uh, we always appreciate it. Thanks, everyone, for writing in. I, I feel like of all the games that we've covered, this is maybe the oldest game that's had the most everyone picked it up and played a little bit, at least. Yeah, I just feel like our audience has a lot of overlap with the people who are really into Mega Man Legends, which doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I see what you're all talking about. It's fucking great. It's fucking great. Yeah, had a great time. <laughs> um, next month, Jackson, what are we playing? We are going to play Demon Turf. Uh, which is a game. Uh, 2018? 2018? Am I right? Am I, I thought right? it was 2021. It's 2021? <laughs> is, it 20, is it really 2021? Oh, yeah, 2021. Do you know why this is that I think, oh, that was a couple years ago and I still think 2018? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 2021, uh, 3D platformer, um, the is well received and well regarded um and uh i'm interested in i'm curious how it's going to be I, we looked up and i had on to beat and it's apparently 20 hours long so um i didn't know to expect that so we'll see how it goes yeah but I, i'm really excited about it because it's like a big open world and you like set your own checkpoints and uh seems neat so yeah initially you were like is it going to be too similar to our spark episode but no this is much more of like an exploratory mario inspired thing yeah i don't think i don't think this is like in the sonic lineage but you see how i saw the cutscenes and i, I looked at the like, yes. images on steam and i was like is this gonna be too different from the thing we did a couple months ago but yeah it should be a year ago oh i thought that was like december of last year a year ago that's not a year ago <laughs> it's six months ago <laughs> by the time we get to this it will be almost the month how about after you this? shut the hell up the month after this have you considered showing the hell up the month after this one is our 10 year anniversary and we still don't have a game oh yeah we're not doing anything special i i, I mean i said we weren't gonna do anything special we will pick a game and we'll do it like every normal month and that'll be it it'll be fine i'm gonna come up with a game i'm gonna find it i'm gonna synthesize all our problems and make the perfect <laughs> 10 year anniversary well if you have game. ideas send them to jackson not to me because i don't give a shit we're just gonna pick <laughs> yes send them directly to me on discord uh not yeah. in my dm just put them on some i don't know what channel 
Yeah. Um, or you can email them in and I'll put them in a folder. Uh, this is for Jackson to sort through. I don't care. Uh, don't send them to me on Twitter because um, I'll, I can't find anything on that website anymore. It's falling apart. Yep. This game already has a sequel? I think it has like a spinoff. Okay. It's, uh, yeah, the, the Wikipedia is like sequel. Uh, Demon Turf Neon Splash was released April 14th, 2022. Is that a full sequel? I have no idea. Uh, Demon Turf Neon Splash. Demon Turf Neon Splash is four ninety nine and looks like a runner, so no. Oh, okay, then no. <laughs> Absolutely Maintain not. a constant momentum of precision uh, platforming through surreal worlds. Yeah, this is a runner. It's an endless runner of some kind. I mean, right. It seems fun, but it's not a sequel to the game they made. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, anyway, uh, that's what we'll be doing. I'm looking forward to it. I'm probably going to play that on Steam Deck. Hopefully it runs there. I haven't checked yet. I assume it does. It has to. It has to. Yeah. It's on Switch. Just run on Steam Deck. <laughs> it's like the lowest common denominator at this point. Is it on, is it on Switch? It should run on anything. I do find it funny that... Um, like every big game is more verified than the game that can actually run on um switch yes uh because like the it, it matters to the big publishers to have that green tick even if it can't actually run well at all it, it matters to valve also to do the work to you know yes properly cast shaders and shit you know uh and they, they can run you know like technically that ratchet and clank game is playable the, the green tick isn't lying but it is very different compared to how it is for some of the indie games. Anyway, ProtonDB, Demon Turf is Platinum, so you're fine. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're fine. Um, anyway, uh, we'll be doing that, so plugs, Jackson. You can find me at HeadfallsOff on Twitter.com, on Blue Sky, on Cohost, uh, variously depending on whichever website is working most of the time. Uh, you can find the podcast we do at abnormalmapping.com. Uh, please go listen to them. Uh, but in addition to that, I'm also on Anomalous Readings uh, at export.io uh, on the Export Audio Network, uh, where I read sci-fi books uh, with my friend Nora. And I thought that our last few episodes have been really good. And you should check them out. We just did an episode uh, on Vector Prime, the Star Wars book. Yes, that was great fun. I Listening to that, I was like, man, I wish you covered more Star Wars books, knowing you're not going to do it. I mean, you will, but slowly, because you don't like Star Wars enough to do this. But it was fun listening to you bullshit about Star Wars. It's really fun to listen to an hour-long podcast of someone bullshitting about Star Wars. It's less fun to read uh, seven hours of a Star Wars novel all day. Well, yes, I, I, I messaged you and Nora like, oh, you, you should all do those new Jedi Order books. And Nora's like, you want to come on and read them? I was like, no, absolutely not. We are doing new Jedi Order. You mentioned, uh, mentioned about the Jedi Academy trilogy oh, with the right, Suncrusher yes. Sorry. to find out the Kip Darren backstory. Yes, I wanted to know the Kip Darren backstory. Uh, but you don't want to read the book with Kip Darren in it. You, no, I just want to hear you two talk about it. <laughs> Which is, a, you know, on some level, uh, it's a ring endorsement of the podcast Anomalous Readings. So go check it yeah. out. You can find me on Twitter at EM underscore being permutations of that with dashes or without underscores at Blue Sky and co-host. I'm mostly using Blue Sky as my secondary, um, but I do post on co-host every once in a while. Um, apologies if uh you don't have a blue sky code maybe check out our discord because people love to post blue sky codes it's in the threads under internet stuff um people have been and when they get codes because most of our discord has them now they post them in there and there's just i think there's gobs of codes in there for the taking. yeah I, I got an email from blue sky like hey have your code because I, I before i realized i needed a code i signed up for the like invite us to oh blue i haven't sky. gotten that email yet i did sign up way back before but yeah i got that yesterday so yeah not only am I on blue sky i've generated like eight codes since then like what are you talking about blue sky get your shit together get your shit together um Blue Sky kind of sucks. Uh, oh, boy, does you, it. But if you'd like to I'm listen down. to me talk about why Blue Sky sucks, listen to Around the Longfire this week. Uh, I don't know when this abnormal mapping is going up. 
uh, that's kind of up in the air still. Uh, but the around Longfire going up Wednesday the 30th, like in the evening, uh, has me and Neve giving out about Blue Sky for a good 10 minutes, plus talking about a bunch of other things, including the PlayStation 2. Um, if you would like to listen to us talk about Memory Lane about some stuff, that's a good podcast. Uh, it's mostly about Icelandic sagas, but honestly, by volume, uh, lately it's been about 15% Icelandic sagas and 85% bullshitting about memory and the internet. So I think people would like it. Um, yeah. If you'd like to support our network, you can do that patreon.com slash mapping for $1 a month. You get the great Gundam project right now. We're finishing up Zeta, a new translation, a series of Zeta movies that came on the aunts. Uh, then we have a few odds and ends and soon we're going to be off in the land of double O Gundam, which I'm really excited about. Um, and with that, we'll be watching uh, Rose of Versailles, which it'd be even more excited about once we real. <laughs> It's so um, true. For $5 right now, you can get me playing Final Fantasy Tactics every Sunday. Um, our movie podcast blockbusters on hiatus, but you can listen to the backlog of that. And for $10, you get VoIP Life, where every two weeks me and Jackson hang out and goof off. Sometimes with friends, sometimes just us. We recently did a, a sorter of all handhelds um, of like the aesthetics, which ones we thought were the best. Me and Jax continue to fight a Goku and Vegeta war between the Game Boy Advance and the Game Boy Advance SP. Uh, forever. Fight forever. <laughs> I mean, I've won. The no, Game Boy Advance SP is Shut clearly cooler than the Game oh Boy Advance. Oh my Advance. god, you're so wrong. You don't understand what is good. <laughs> I feel like... You know what? I'm Game Boy Advance versus SP. Is this We're not a... going to... We're, anyway, we're closing this podcast. If you'd like to support us, that'd be great. If not, please retweet the podcast, repost it. If you're on a social media network like... Uh, like um, mastodon or instagram uh, that we're not on and you think the podcast is really good maybe share it around uh even without us posting about it uh that's the word of mouth is really important uh especially since everyone's getting dispersed really quickly and we're only in so many places and we can only promote so much uh because there's two people living our lives um but we appreciate it whenever you do that uh even if we don't necessarily see it because if you do it on mastodon i'm never gonna see it uh unless the world really changes um <laughs> yeah, who no, knows the, the internet falling apart has been bad for everyone um if you're interested in coming to the discord the link's on the website admiralmapping.com uh we have a lot of people there uh i think it's pretty active and you know we always talk about the game we have a channel just for game club stuff and all the other game clubs on the network uh are there if you want to talk about you know journal updated or a safe room or even not not new like we're all hang out talk about video games and many other things besides. I don't normally plug the Discord, but I'm normal mapping listeners. I'd love more gamers who love old games in the Discord. So Gamers! Just summoning the gamers! Yeah, Gundam fans keep out. You know, we have too many of those in the Discord. You guys can, uh, you don't need to come, but gamers, please apply. Are you telling the gamers to rise up? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I, might be say, I might be saying for a certain type of gamer who likes old games, gamers rise up. You're going to be drowning in people saying wrong things about Metal Gear, and you're going to regret this. You are going to regret this. I will just mute the channel while I'm at work when I mostly get annoyed <laughs> at the Discord. If ever I'm mad at the Discord, it's because I'm at work, and I've got another three hours of my shift, and I'm reading the Discord going, these people are so wrong, but I don't have the energy to argue them because I'm at work wage like time-thefting my job as I check the Discord. <laughs> it is true. How much percentage of being mad online is just a, like, I'm at work and I can't do anything but look at the internet? 80, it, 85%, 80, 85, something like that. You yeah. leave work and just the negative feelings all disappear. Like, why was I even mad at that person? I, I still got, what was I even talking about? Who, yeah, who cares? cares? I'm going to go home and I'm going to make dinner and I'm going to watch YouTube. Like, what, like, who cares? So true. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, thank you. Um... If you haven't played Mega Man Legends, you should really fix that. And I should really fix playing Tron Bond in Mega Man Legends too. So, 
Ah, uh, goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.